Hello and welcome to the No Sell Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week we get to mark out No Sell for two POW pro wrestling shows. We're going to talk about extreme rules and what has happened in the WWE recently, which is odd for us to do. You know, we don't do that much because they're not really, you know, they don't do much around here. Uh, we're also be talking about a uh, some other stuff today. So I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the Enforcer, the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Hey, yo. Let's go to a rock and roll show. Okay. And the ch 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 chosen one, Mike Booble. So I, uh, according to No Cell Team Doctors, I have been diagnosed with a concussion, but the good news is I can play right away. So... So, there's that. See, you guys were worried. I told you when I hired the medical staff that everything was going to be cool. Look, I know he just came off a job in the NFL playing for some... He was a doctor for some team. Some team in Florida. I don't remember. His credentials looked good and he works cheap. Yeah. Steep discount all of a sudden. Yeah. So, you know. Discount Jones over here. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, we're basically making money. (laughs) (laughs) Making all that monies. Those stars I'm seeing right now? Don't worry about that. Oh, how, many, how, uh, how many of us are in here? 13. <laughs> it's all right. It's less than it was an hour ago. He's improving. Yeah, that's true. Hit the one in the middle. <laughs> that's, all the, that's all that matters. There's three of them in the middle. Avoid the, avoid the TV. <laughs> the one on the left? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. um, so, what do you guys want to talk about first? Uh, not the Astros. Uh, fuck yeah, the, Astros. the Astros. So, I don't know. What's the list? Uh, we got Extreme Rules. We got, we're going to mark out no stuff for Pal Bobby later on in the show. So let's do uh, Extreme Rules. Shall we? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it in a matter of importance. As I said, there was also another pay-per-view this weekend, but I forgot about it. Well, yeah. what, which one was that? Uh, Bound for Glory. Hey, hold on one company that still matters, so we'll go with WWE first. If, if Impact has a pay-per-view and nobody knows about it, does it still count? Yes. Maybe. All right, let's talk about Extreme Rules and the Aftermath. I gotta get up my stazar. I thought ratings. you were gonna say extreme rules housing. Extreme <laughs> like, housing. There it is. Uh, the mat. The pay per view started with the six man gold fashion Donnie Brook match. The brawling brutes of Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch defeating Imperium of Gunther, Ludwig, and uh, Giovanni. Seventeen minutes and fifty seconds. First of all, boo for not having a kickoff match. You're going to have an hour kickoff match and not give that crowd at least one fucking match. Ugh, that was terrible. Gross. But the match was good. Oh, this match was... Well, I liked it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to vamp till I get okay. there. I did, I did not see this one. Yeah. I, I, He's not going to be able to I remembered much. the pay-per-view after this match. I remember uh, that this it was match, on. This match was uh, just brutal. It's just, I, it's just again... Gunther, Walter, or Sh- and Sheamus, banger after banger after banger. That's my kind of shit. Yeah, like you just give me those two beating on each other, and, they, and I'm happy guy. But what they did was, all right, we got six men. Let's beat the shit out of each other for 17 uh, minutes. It was brutal. They had weapons around the, and that's what I thought it would probably would be. And it was. Well, what shocked me, I don't know that Corey's gotten to this yet, but old JC. Hey, Said he has never before been bored by a Walter match until now. Yep. Really? He didn't like it at all. Yeah. 
But it's an entire night of gimmick matches, yeah. so, I mean... Because, like, the first half, it's uh, the Brawling Brutes... Def- or, no, the first half, it's Imperium defeating, beating up each person one by one. And then it's the switch around of everybody beating up one by one. Oh, they triple team Sheamus, or they triple team Gunther. But, you know, they hit each other with their canes. They had, like, a old table that they threw someone through. Someone went through a... No bar. A, a bar, yeah. Um, I just feel like, like for me, for the team of the, the Brawling Brutes, it just feels like if you stand them next to each other, it just feels like the evolutionary chart went backwards. Like, Seamus, Ridge Hall, and the Goss, and then you get, like, CP done. You're like, well, yeah. that looks... He's not really imposing. So, it, I, like, he takes it out of it for me a little bit. I was torn. Um, overall, I loved it. I did give it four stars. I, I do like all the guys involved. Uh, but I... Would I have rather seen a six-man wrestling match with these guys? Yes. Yes, I would have. Because I just like these guys grappling. They should have put two of them, or four of them, in a tag match on the kickoff show and had Walter and Gunther open. Or yes. uh, just Walter and Gunther. <laughs> Sheamus and Gunther open and just beat the piss out of each other. Yeah, that's, that's what should have been. been. So they have two sets of tag champs. Mm-hmm. They're both on the Usos when they don't need to be. Yep. And how you have... I'm struggling to use the, the new names. But how you have Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci as a tag team and don't have them in a tag team title picture, let alone with the belts, is beyond me. What were their names? Um, Marcel Bartel and uh, Fabian Eichner. Eichner, um, Archer, whatever, depending on who you called it, yeah. Yeah. Um, because they're a great tag team, and they've held the NXT tag belts, the NXT UK tag belts. They're a really good team, mm-hmm. and they should be utilized better than just Gunther's coat carrier. It's like the Bloodline, they don't need the belts right now. That's not what their maybe, focus is. Maybe they just don't need both sets of tag belts. Fair. Are they going to combine them? Is that the point? They're, leading, was, they're, they're, like, building to this breakup eventually? So, before Vince left, the plan was to combine the tag belts, because he felt that he didn't even want tag belts, let alone two sets. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like Bischoff in 98. There it is. Uh, but... Tag belts Things change. So, you know. I mean, they still could be combining them, maybe, but it's not in the cards yet. Uh, there is rumors of them... They're getting new belts, I know New that. belts. It's going to be a... What the rumors is, is basically... Are they also going to be ugly? Probably. <laughs> Maybe. What the rumors is, it's going to be a back a black strap with... It's going to be a dual-plated... What, basically what it looks now, but dual-plated, so gold and silver on a black strap. That's if nothing the, else, Triple H is going back to old-school-looking belts. Thank God. NXT, North American title... Looks yeah. beautiful. I mean, that's old school as it gets. Uh, their belts so, yeah. are fucking atrocious. Yeah, they have the worst belts. And he's going back. He's guy... They just did the U.S. title two years ago, so they probably won't redo it, although I would She'd call you, Joe, if you need a belt. Right? Go yeah. hook him up. But he's he's getting new belts all the way around, is the word. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, that burp is the word. Uh, uh, Peter Dutt. I'm not going <laughs> Peter to Peter <laughs> But I liked it. And then Gunther and Seamus. I'm glad Seamus is getting his flowers now while he's still active. Yeah. To me. Well, I mean, it's Triple H's boy. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, to, but the crowd, but the, it's organic with the crowd. The crowd's like respected. They know him. he's like on the downside. Because he's like 44. Yeah. And 
And I mean, when he's, I mean, when he first debuted, he killed Jamie Noble. So right, there's that. I've long said I think he's the best uh, TV worker. TV worker of this generation, maybe the last twenty years. He's as solid as hell. He's not always going to wow you with you know five star matches, but he never he never never, never disappoints. Yeah, he never shits the bed. He's always solid as hell. He's always gives one hundred and ten percent. So like. When you do your star ratings, I'm gonna peek behind the curtain for the listeners. Yeah, say, you start at two and a half and I go do. go up or down from there. Yep. With Sheamus, do you start at the three and go down, or do you like where do you start with Sheamus? He's one of the on ones a TV I would, match. He's one of the ones where I would start a little higher because it's it's he, you know he's gonna give you something. Mm-hmm. He's good at making chicken salad out of chicken shit. And um, I well, think first you take the gray, take the walnuts. See what I did there? Yeah. It's um, <laughs> so I like and Guther. He put the work in. He's changed it's weird that he's getting i don't like it he's a little less imposing now it's just, weird right because he's not super tall so like his like thickness was like uh it helped i'm just now getting to the point where it doesn't throw me yeah. off like it took months if like, he doesn't get easter island head now like his head doesn't fit <laughs> <laughs> it's weird though but i mean this is gonna lead to seamus beating him because yeah the story of course is the only title he's never won is the Intercontinental title. Yep. He wants to have everything before he retires. And this is easily a feud oh. where you can give him the next match oh. and give him a couple-month title reign, and then Gunther can win it back from him. I just thought about something. What? Nine inches. Career versus title. He beats Gunther, who leaves. Walter comes back in the door. <laughs> That'd be cool. Oh. Uh, you know, <laughs> speaking of uh, Triple H's boys... We can thank God Vince did the terrible things he did, and more importantly mm. that it that it. I'm, I, we can thank um, God that it cracked when it did. Gross. Because as after the January or the July Fourth SmackDown, <laughs> oh, God. I know. Oh God! <laughs> after <laughs> the insurrection, yeah, after, after WWF's insurrection, go on. After, I wonder if Jericho wants to go back. Yeah. After the January or the July Fourth SmackDown. <laughs> Uh, Look up for that new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> where Gunther beat R-Truth, they were going to bury him. Yeah. Vince had got cold on him. They decided they were going to take the title off and bury him. The fucking idiot. And then, luckily for him, January 4th happened. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo Dome. And the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> Did Walter ever work in New Japan in Tokyo Dome? No. He didn't. And he would Imagine him versus, like, Ishii. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> No. Don't get don't get it. Suzuki. 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 Walter versus Suzuki. I think I think that is a thing though. I think it happened in England once. And mm. I think I think that the was video can't be allowed of that match. If I remember correctly, <laughs> you know Suzuki always does that, oh big man, you hit me and then he smiles and all that. That was no. one time where he, he got hit and then he did smile, but then he like went down. Like, like oh, that's cool. That's fun. <laughs> I I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming to them. It was uh it was good. I think they did. I think it's on YouTube. I, I'm checking the video now, but it's fine. No, wait. Nope, it's a game. So Rev? Rev Pro. That would have been? It would have been yeah. Rev Pro. Who was next? Gentlemen. Uh, uh, oh. For the women, SmackDown Women's Championship in an Extreme Rules match, Ronda Rousey defeats Liv Morgan via submission while Liv smiles. No, she went straight up Raven. Like she put her in like some choke, and then she just like grinned her way and passing out. Um, but earlier, because um, you read, you heard his review. Yeah, they just like committed baseball bat manslaughter, and I was like, this. <laughs> she hit her like eleven times. I was just like, 
Um, I have to admit, I was like, you know, go on. I was like, this is. I know it's predetermined. I know it's. But fake, I mean, you could this, try. But this is taking it out. I mean, this is like, like you're insulting my like, intelligence. I don't care how tough you are. Ron Rousey's tough as hell. You can't just take nine shots to the dome with a baseball bat, and dude. Then, and then just get up and no sell. <laughs> like, I mean, or like, Jesus. Or you can't take the bat and beat up a 100-pound Liv Morgan for two minutes straight with the bat, and then she's back giving you offensive maneuvers 30 seconds later. Sting's rolling over in his grave right? watching that. I mean, you got to make it make sense, which like, I should have check it later. I'll talk about it now. People have been uh, complaining a lot about Things happen in AEW with inconsistency of storylines and booking yep. and all that, and they're right. Yep. There's no problem. But they're also giving Triple H all kinds of free passes, and he's doing the same things on his show. Um, uh, like this, this match defied reality. It was like you couldn't take this seriously if you tried. No, I, I it, did not. Once, once they came out, I was like, oh, she's winning, huh? And then Ronda won. And I, then they do the same finish in like back to back matches on a pay per view. We'll talk about that a little later. That's just like you. That's on. That's inexcusable. How can you let that happen? But it's been happening for years here. It's happening in the other one too. Mm-hmm. It's just like both both companies need to tighten the grip a little bit. Well, now what you're seeing is the same talent are just bouncing back and forth between shows, and they only have to stay the same way of booking matches. And so you need new ideas and new ways to look at a wrestling ring. It's not only that. You're right there. But it's also something that I've been thinking, like, oh, okay, maybe I'm just wrong, or okay, give it time. Like maybe there's some and uh, like twenty year vets on the West Coast who would be really good at running a show. It's just just as a thought that I had. I have maybe like the leader of a family. I have an opinion, and it's not a very positive one for the future of wrestling. But I also think that regardless of the booking, should be tighter. No, there's no doubt. I just think the new generation of wrestlers who started after, like, 2010, they don't get it. And they're never going to get it. Because no matter how much they want to... even The ones who try to, MJF gets it. But... But he's one in a sea of 100. Right. Or a thousand. I joked about it, but it's not a joke. That generation came up... On video game wrestling, nonstop uh, spamming, nonstop finishers on video games, and all that, and they're they're like, hey, why can't we do that in the match? Why not? Look, well, I mean, you can, it's but then like <laughs> the idea of psychology, yeah, as we know it in wrestling, which has worked for a hundred thousand years, is gone. There's no psychology in wrestling anymore, except for the vets like, and MJF. If you want to spam moves like that. Go do MMA. Yeah. You don't have to have storyline because it's a legitimate fight. You can just throw the same kick 400 times and hope it lands. We'll get to it later. Like, But our homework this week was not as high impact as these matches. Ichiban! But Uh, it was formatted in the proper way. By the way... Uh, Rev Pro in 2018. It was yeah. Big Tom versus Walter. Winner would take on Suzuki, Suzuki. but Ishii won. Yeah, okay. So I, I don't think I don't think Big yeah. I don't think Walter and Minoru Minoru have was faced each other. Part of NXT by that point, or was he not there yet? 2018, no. Uh, I think 2019 he showed up. Okay, I was like his way out. 
That'd be weird if okay, that makes sense. So, so like, okay. and I know I'm getting in a long tangent about, but nah. this match perfectly encapsulates what I'm bitching about. Yeah, yeah. These two who don't have experience and the people and who set up the matches. It's it, it's just a ton of it was a ton of base baseball bat shots, but Liv Morgan isn't swinging hard. She's just. Uh, uh. And I'm sorry. And, then, and same I'm thing not for Ronda. And I'm not Ronda Rousey's biggest fan. But yeah. if Ronda Rousey puts you in a choke, you're not just going to be grinning. You and go out, good, right? It's like it's I don't, I, it's just make me believe. Um, like make her me. whole aura is that, and when you just laugh at it, you're like, well, make then me you've just killed Ronda Rousey. The whole object is to make me believe for that match. Yep. And they failed miserably. I, but I just shit on it. But I actually did enjoy it in pieces. I did like the fact that it showed a tougher live. I don't like the no sell of you know baseball bat manslaughter. But there were other parts of the match where I was like, finally, she's showing more grit. She's getting a little better. I didn't hate Ronda in this match like I usually do. She's better as a heel. I went three stars total. She just needs to like be. She needs the a heel. badass. Heel chick that she is in real life, yeah, but shouldn't she talk. hates these fool? But like, she shouldn't talk when she's trying to suck up to people, yeah. She should just be like, I hate you, I'm going to kick your face in, yeah, do something about yeah. it. So, uh, even though I shit on it completely, I liked it better than I thought I would. So, they, that went 12.05. Our next oh match is too long, Jesus. Our next match was a strap match as carrying cross wins. Defeating Drew McIntyre in 10 minutes and 20 seconds. Joseph Lessel. Yes. As the WWE lifer that you are. For, 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 for live. I'm going to ask you a serious question. Yes. Because you've watched it significantly more than I have in the last 15 years. Yes. Are you a fan of Karrion Cross? And if you are, that's fine. I just want to know what you like about him. If you are not... Can you please explain to me what the average WWE fan likes about Karrion Cross? Got it. Because he is fucking Finn Balor to me. I He might have talent. I don't fucking see shit beyond it. Got it. Okay. I am I am not a fan of Karrion Cross. I respect him for what he does. You know, this is his job. Whatever. I think for me, what the fans see is the entrance. The black and white. The, his... Fiance, his wife, walk coming down to the ring, the smoke, all this, all that. But they liked him before that shit that he does now. They did. So I don't, However, what they, they, what's the draw him. to him? They killed him when he came back up when he was fucking Mad Max and Thunderdome mask and uh, straps gear. I just think I I don't I don't I don't I don't know what they see. So to be, then, I think I think in Triple H's mind he should be a killer. He should be like he should be Killer Cross. Oh, there it is. There it is. Aha! <laughs> uh, uh-huh. It should. He should be like Got the him. ruthless submission Aggression? person. Like what? Don't bring pe- up my favorite period. Stuff like that. Toothless aggression. Tooth. There it is. But you know what I mean. Like he need like because I I know Corey's probably seen more matches with him in the Indies, and he was a lot better then. No. I'll talk when you're done. Go. I'm done. Oh, okay. I'm done. Uh, I hate Karen Cross. I think he is there absolutely without talent. I think he brings nothing to the table. I think he is a... Uh, I think him being brought back is a simple fact of Triple H not being able to deal with the fact 
that he gave he he decided this was his chosen one in NXT and it failed so badly in NXT that he is bound and determined to get it over now. So because that's his biggest failure. This is his Drew McIntyre in yes. two thousand yep. whatever it was nine Ten, eight. He uh, he shit the bed spectacularly in NXT. I hated him then. I liked him in Impact when he was there because and. I know they get no respect even from me, but there's a lot of instances where they book people better than any other company books them. Mm-hmm. Because when he was in uh, Impact, he was used as Austin Aries mercenary. He had the shaved head. He was he he leaned into the killer cross thing. He was brutal. He didn't do a lot of talking. When he does, it was fucking menacing and scary. And they booked him like that. He he wasn't exposed every week wrestling. They had an aura about him, and I was like, that I can get into. And then NXT happened, and I was like, well, he has the cool entrance, although I don't think it's that cool. Yeah, when and it exposed 500 other people do it. It's not cool. And it exposed everything about him he's not good at, mm-hmm. which is everything Impact hid. And yes, let's talk about that, too. His entrance isn't even that cool to me because 8,000 other people in the last 20 years do it, too. It's just an offshoot of Takers, which is now just an offshoot of Bray Wyatt's Malachi Black, the House of Black, Judgment Day, House of Viking Heart. Raiders, House of Heart, House sir. of Heart. I know there are the Wyatt family. There are eight thousand different acts who have a variation. The Brood, the Brood of this fucking gimmick and entrance, and he doesn't do it better than any of them. No, he's not good in the ring. He shouldn't be put in long matches. Scarlett that is the best that. part of that act. She's hot, and she's not even as hot as she used to be, guys. Uh, this match sucked. Yeah, it did. It's true. She's still smoking. I'm not going to deny it, but she was smoking. She was goddamn like smoke show like electric hot like seven eight years ago. Yeah, we'll get to incredibly hot later later in the show. Now she's just hot. I mean, she's. I mean, I don't want to disparage her. She's not by any means. She's the best part of the act, and even that is like, well, it's not good, though. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like, it's, I don't even know how this is possible. It is Bray and Alexa light with this fucking presentation, which which was already horrific. That's not a bad, that's not a bad take. I think he brings nothing to the table, and I think that with these, with these new hires, he brings nothing. By two weeks in, he was pointless because they brought back Braun. Yep. And now that they've brought back Bray, there's absolutely no need for Karrion Cross at all on this roster. It's just he he brought him back because he was it stung him. It was his boy. It, it was his boy with the the elaborate. He he picked him to be the the guy, and it failed hardcore. We will after the show. We'll discuss people being brought back and more to come. Maybe. Yeah. Or, or new faces. We'll find but out. This was two stars. It sucked. I, I did like Scarlet. I, I, I spit my drink out when Jim Cornette talked about the pepper spray. And my God, that wasn't. She made. She missed with the fireball, so she wasn't going to miss with this shit. She damn near waterboarded him. Yeah. Crap. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus, to the, dude. To the point that people online were asking, was it real? Yeah. My God. Because that was water, he'd have drowned. Because Cross, <laughs> Cross was selling the. Pepper spray. There's no selling. You can dump the whole fucking bottle in your face. But no, no, no. Cross was. McIntyre got it on the face. But it was just like Cross was selling it and like, you know, watered in the eyes and all that stuff. But it was like. He's like, with the amount she sprayed on his face, his skin would have been bubbling up. That's like, right. I knew Scarlet was a squirter. 
See, there you go. Hey oh, now. Hey now. Hey now. Our next uh, match. That sucked. And that's my takes on Karrion Cross. There it is. <laughs> that's my hot take. Uh, our next match is for the Raw Women's Championship in a ladder match as Bianca Belair defeats Bailey in 1640. I was honestly surprised. By what? That Bailey didn't win. Oh, I'm, no, not. I'm not. I'm not. I was, I was honestly surprised. No, I thought Bianca would win. They. Uh, There's more to tell with that story than. Do it's, you have anything else to I was going to say. I was surprised, but I get it. But it, it's, I don't know. I think it's the the uh, old old ways of, you know, someone got brought back and they get the title right away. They have in Bianca what they wanted with Charlotte so badly years ago, and it's working. And she's making an actual difference in the female demographic because she's actually good. And she's like making Charlotte. a difference. All across the board. Charlotte actually sucks. Tremendous Whoa. role model. Uh, yep. Very good for the company. Plus, in the ring, she can deliver it. She's having a fantastic year. And I see no reason to cut it short. Bailey will get her title. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but yeah. let Bailey roll. Bailey for a is while. not or, being buried, yeah. folks, just to, as a heads up. But let Bianca roll because this is a career run. This is a career year. And she's, and she's young in her career, too. But she is everything is advertised, and she is everything Sasha and Charlotte never quite lived up to be. Is she? I'm going to ask that question in a second. I'll get back to that. The match was okay. Again, I would have preferred just a regular match. That's what I was going to say. Two, we talked about it last week. We, I, Bailey has yet to be in an actual wrestling match since coming back. Yep. Which would be fantastic if she could just be in a goddamn well, wrestling match. I think they're easing her in. She's been hidden by six woman matches and gimmick matches, which had a you know, multitude of, uh, of uh, not being quite ready, maybe being dusty and rusty and crusty and whatnot. Uh you know, she'll yeah, get, she'll I just want to see winner. these two in a 35-minute, like the same shit you gave Charlotte and whoever Sasha. her opponent is. And Sasha. Just any opponent Charlotte ever had had to go fucking ever. And you know what? Those matches in 2016 between Charlotte and Sasha were fucking good. They were goddamn good. Bianca and, and Bailey could be better. Yeah, and I know these could be just as good, if not better, because Bailey, I, th- I said a long time ago, Bailey could be the best of the four horsewomen mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. And I'm being proven right slowly but surely. Uh, and Bianca's better than Sasha, so. So my question I was going to ask, so I think we all pretty much on the same page. Oh, yeah, what, three and a half? Uh, that Becky's the GOAT. Becky's the GOAT of the four, uh, the division, period. Joe, what do you think? Do you think Becky's the GOAT? Yeah. But is, Bailey's Is Bianca Beller better than Becky now? Has, has Bianca surpassed Becky real time? If she hasn't, I think she's real she's close. She's close. I think she's close. I think Bianca might be the best. Give her okay. Give her six more. Months. I don't watch Japanese wrestling, so I yeah, can't we know, we know, we know. specify everything. But for what I see in the states, I think Bianca is the best wrestler on earth. I can't argue that fact. Female wrestler. I agree. <laughs> I <laughs> cannot <laughs> argue that fact. Give her six more months of this push and this run, and I say it's a. I'd say it's a no, no brainer. brainer. You yeah. can't do ah. it. But right yeah, now, I, I would say. Can the brain say no brain at the same time? Is that allowed? We no. just did. So. All right, where's that? I say you <laughs> suck I, it. <laughs> I don't blame you for thinking that, but I can't say a thousand percent. Six months more of this, and yeah, it's a thousand percent. Yes, she's she's right there. She's right there. Becky has, but Becky's had like three years of dominance. Do you man and and d- delivering? Talk about like, I support her. I get it. 
What horrific timing for Sasha to not be here now. Right? Oh, my. Because can you imagine? She would be in the mix with all these people. And she, I get why she walked away. And 100% she should have. Yeah. I support her 100%. She had no idea this was coming. Like, you know, nobody did. Am I? So this, what a horrific, horrific time for Sasha to miss all this. I have a weird opinion on Sasha and Naomi that you could easily debunk either one of you. And I don't Mm -hmm. blame you for doing it. But in my opinion, with those two and those two only, even though it's a new guy in charge, with the way you left and the thing you were standing up for, I think you have to go to the other side. Well, so we talked about a month ago when Triple H did that interview with Ariel Hawani. He brought up Sasha and Naomi. And Triple H was essentially just like, well, it was a breakdown of communication. And that's pretty much where it ended. He didn't elaborate further than that. I don't think he's in a hurry to bring them back. Nope. And he probably shouldn't be. I support, like, this is the thing, right? Even if you do something for the right reasons and you are correct, there are consequences to every single action. I 100% support them. I think they were 100% right to walk away and do what they did. There are consequences to that. The consequences being you don't work here anymore. It, yeah. it, it is what it is. I think if they want to stay in the business, because you know she's got Hollywood goals and rap goals, apparently. But if you want to stay in the business. Word life. I think you got to go to the other side in that instance. I think for both. I think it's best for both sides. I think it's best and for her. And I we, think it's best for WWE. Weirdly, because of how good Naomi isn't, uh, she kind of fits AEW yeah, perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> but Sasha would be a huge star built to them. I mean, a gigant who could actually wrestle. And I think, unlike what maybe Sarai's that wouldn't sure on that later. But Sasha would be a huge pickup for them. Not for to mention Mercedes, whatever her name is. She's a proven draw. Yeah. I would give her that. She puts people in front of the and TV. And now, because of Mandela, she brings other eyes that aren't... She wrestling brings fans. merchandise. However, I will say, it's a wrestling business and it's cutthroat. And it's simply put like this. And I don't mean to generalize them or put them in the in the same box or anything like that. But you have Bianca Miller. You don't need Sasha Banks anymore. Is that said for years, it's the same character. Uh, and Especially Bianca, when they were both heel. And Bianca does it better. There was not a lot of difference at, at one point. Bianca's done a good job to change it. And she's a role model character now and all that. But there was a long period of time where those characters were not that dissimilar. And yeah. I thought too similar to be on the same roster together. I was like, there's... And, and for some, sure the same show. <laughs> something else that company is terrible about is painting all African Americans in like one box. They huh. either act the same, they form their own factions and tag teams and just wrestle and talk to each other. Yeah. They need to work on that. Now that Vince is gone, that's something they need to work on is their how they how they put African Americans across on television. Yeah. You can't just give Kofi and Big E a token title run and claim you're progressive. Say it's all great. A lot of the stuff you do on TV, even if you're not overtly saying it, isn't showing. Like that. even if it's not true. Like, you can't have a, uh, an African-American wrestler like country music. Like, they all have to come out to rap yeah, and dress like they're in it. Like, they all have to do that Living Color was stereotype. a great heavy metal band that didn't rap. You know, like, guys, just, you know, it's okay. Let people be who they are. Not, you know. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I digress. This match was three and a half. It was good. I think it could have been great. Just a wrestling match. Just wasted on a ladder match. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't highlight what these two are great at. I, I was scared, though. I was the, the ending. 
the ending scared me when that when they had the ladder broken half, and she gave Bailey that fucking finishing maneuver. The TKO. The TKO. Or, where yeah. Flipped on with the with the ladder with Bailey hugging the ladder going all the way down and then hitting like it. Face planting the. That scared the shit out yeah. of me. It was a brutal. Uh, good old JR was watching, and he's like, "That was a and scary see, spot." Bianca is only a great athlete. She's great. The she's a great athlete. She's also tall and very, very strong. Now imagine Athena trying to do that to somebody. No. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. Bianca can do this shit. Athena should not ever do that shit again. Yeah. Work on headlocks. Yep. Uh, the next match was an I Quit match as Finn Balor defeats Edge in 29 minutes and 55 <laughs> Jesus seconds. Right. And don't forget the five-minute uh, recap. Warren Peace afterwards. called. They said, wrap this shit up. I, I'll be honest with you. God. This match went exactly like I thought it would go. Yeah, Sam? It would tell a slow, lumbering story to start. You'd brawl in the crowd. You'd mm-hmm. have Edge saying hell no every time he was asked. It would do that edge thing that edge does so well, where at the halfway point it starts getting interesting and he speeds it up a little. And it'd be interference galore. And he'd fight him off and Ray would come out and he'd get punked. It even ended exactly like I thought it would end where they've got control of edge. She has Beth down and they make him say, I quit to save his wife. But then Kinky Rhea says, fuck you, and, and Concertos her anyway. This is exactly what I thought would happen, and it happened to a T. Was it that obvious for everyone else? Yes. Yes, yes, it was. I You said Kinky Rhea. I wasn't listening after that. Sorry. It's one of those things. I got very, very distracted. <laughs> it, it was one of those things that. Also, happy birthday, Rhea Ripley. Yes, happy birthday. Uh, she did come out wearing a. Arm pen that said Beth on Raw. Um, <laughs> it was so great. But uh, yes, because when Beth Phoenix came out, I'm like, oh, she's involved in the match. Okay, she will be involved uh, in some clearly way. Clearly setting up a tag match. Oh, yeah. yeah, clearly. Finn and Rhea? Or is it. My guess is Rhea and Dominic. Rhea and Dom. Rhea and Dom. Yeah, versus Edge and uh, Beth. Uh, maybe it could be Finn because Ray yeah. has to take on Dom. That's the story. Finn's gonna, yet, but going to be busy. Dom, Dom is the thing. It's, it's well, the whole the team. Could it be is that. Priest because he's no, doing nothing. This is to get Dom over. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, the, the, the whole uh, part of him and Rhea together. No, the whole point. He, at some point, Dominic is going to be the leader yeah. of the group. Well, is the, the point in the promo? I, it should be Rhea. But is it me who thinks secretly the leader of the group is Rhea? Yes. Uh, secretly, That's what he wants. Outwardly, it should be Rhea Ripley. They should be doing whatever she says. They no, should be Finn, her lackeys. And I don't watch Roger, but Finn never acts like the leader. Priest acts never, like the leader. Yeah. They follow Damien Priest. Finn yeah. just like gets he, the mic time for some fucking does reason. nothing. Damien does Well, they all talked last night, and the only funny thing, and that got major heat with Dom, is that they, uh, you know, they don't like him from the get go, but he's like, you know what? When, when Rhea hit Beth, you know, it got me off. You know, it got me. Probably got all you sick freaks too. It's like, oh, <laughs> um, I mean, yes, hello, can't but con- yes, can't it's, confirm. it's thirty minutes of what you know the basic storytelling. You know what Edge has become, and this is ultimately, I don't hate Edge by the way. That sounds like I'm really negative on him. That's your, that's your cousin. I don't yeah. hate Edge. <laughs> Christians is better, and this Accurate. proves it though. Accurate. In the comeback, uh, Christians worked twice and made a lot of ton of money, so he's worked everyone. Just the shirt says. There it is. It's perfect. <laughs> Uh, but he didn't Edge, mean the ring, folks. 
But Edge, <laughs> you know what? You know what Edge is this time? He's 2006 through 2010 Shawn Michaels. It's all about the storyline. It's all about the story and the drama. And But he's not a, as good at doing it as but Shawn. But they're not on TNT. Right. But he's not as good as Shawn at doing it. Yeah. So it just doesn't work. Because Edge came back and he's like, I am going to boost the young kids. I want to take on Roman. I want to take on. Yeah. But I want to take on all the young kids. I want to have good matches. I want to improve this. Just be honest. I want to work with all the guys that came up after me that I was like, God damn, I wish I could have worked with. That's what he's he's done. It's fine. But he's faced Randy. Finn, mm-hmm. I feel like he took on the Miz. I don't. He no. did. Okay. He feared the Miz. Miz. AJ. That AJ. was the big one. He wanted AJ. So there's the four feuds he's had. Yep. Cool. That's fun. Uh, all of them above the eight over the age of 37, 38. You know, Am I like, wrong or did he feud with Kevin Owens? He probably feuded with Kevin Owens. I don't. He I has at house feud. shows. Okay. I see. Because there was a match. he's done it at house shows because someone was not there, so Edge just drove down and took the match. I was like, why was I thinking? Because it was like Kevin Owens versus someone in a cage match, but the guy no, like didn't go. Uh, so Edge drove down from wherever he was at and was like, hey, I'll take the match. BFE North Carolina. There it is. Uh, our next match and our main event, which was surprising because I did not know it was our main event because when, when the... Uh, we're going away logo popped up. I'm like, holy shit, that was the match. Okay. Well, there was only six matches. I, which I, I forgot. Uh, it was Matt Riddle defeating Seth Franklin Wallens in a fight pit match with Daniel Cormier and a special guest ref. 16 minutes and 35 seconds. I actually liked this. Our, uh, Seth Rollins with the RVD tribute. I like his tributes this year. This one was cool. Um, I don't know why, but... He's doing it, but he, Philly, whatever. One of the I kind. mean, he likes that uh, FTR gets to pay homage to everybody. He's like, I'm doing yeah, that too. I'll do it too. Fuck you guys. Um, I like the fight. Uh, unless pit. you come out with the warlord gimmick, you miss me with that. Come on, dog. I like the fight pit gimmick. I, you know, it's not my favorite gimmick, but I like it. And I think it has to have Riddle in it, though. Like you, like unless you sign Timothy Thatcher back, which I doubt they're going. Well, actually, he's signing everybody who ever got fired by Timothy Thatcher will be back. There it is, and probably use this match. But it has to have Riddle in it because he has the UFC experience. And it's based off UFC. It's it's a sports entertainment version, you know, cartoon version. Bringing Tom Lawler. I mean, that'd be awesome. Why isn't he getting a shot? But uh, charisma for days. He's good in the ring. I forgot to. Since you brought up FTR, we talked. Uh, this shirt will be on pre-order on Friday if anybody wants it. Is it the Bret Hart one? Yeah. That's so awesome. It's on pre-sale God Friday. damn, that's so awesome. But uh, I liked the match. I I don't want to see a lot of them. One every year, year or two. and a half yeah. or two is fine. <clears throat> you know, I, I don't want it prostituted like Hell in a Cell where there's three on a pay-per-view or Elimination Chamber. We're not having Fight Pit uh, pay-per-view? Yeah, and I do think it has to have Riddle in it or else what's the point? Uh, and I thought they did some... Cool. That senton from the top down looked like it killed Riddle. So That's a much. rough bump. Did you see the slow-mo? He, I got an idea. He wanted to make sure he didn't kill Rollins, and he took all of that. 
How is your ass? You know what I mean? My like, God. And considering the heat there, that's that's pro. That's a yeah. pro. Because those two loathe each other. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought it was good. I gave it three and three quarters. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, but it's done. And it's it's not, Whatever. I agree with old James E. about the, this point. But I think this match works better when there's no people. And because of that... that and I'm not even saying it has to be cinematic, just because of how big this company is and the reach they have. You could film this match live, but from an empty place in an empty arena. I mean, you've got that. What is my that? well? My idea, because you're tight with them. See if you can use that UFC Apex and use their octagon. They have their own little tiny arena that nobody uses. Like when they're not having shows, it's just set up all the time. That'd be cool, actually. That'd be cool. You could have those two go in it. You could. You don't have to do it. You know. You have the UFC pre-tape. You could just have it live on the stream. People in the arena. You, you forgot to say you know secret connection. Daniel Cormier was the special guest referee. Yep. You know, we and then that I did. I, I brought it. I said it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you could have the UFC fucking brand on the ground. You'd be like, oh look. Well, the- I mean, you can't uh, paint over that. That's yeah. It's going to be very prominent. But I know. But I'm just saying, like, that's how you can help. Because UFC. yeah, in my because it's especially for the in person crowd, it's very hard to see that match. It's very hard to see. It gets hard enough to watch a cage match as it is. Yeah, like I've only seen one live, and I was like, I I have no idea what's happening in that match. I can't see shit. It so at difficult. least on the screen you can see it, and because of the UFC, how they can shoot that cage, you can you can get inside the cage and get shots, mm-hmm. and it looks good. Well, that's a good idea. Not only the cross brand helps both sides. Yep. And also, you've got that 200-foot goddamn wall of video. I mean, that's just plop it on that son screen. of a bitch. It'll work <laughs> you know just I mean? fine. Like, yeah. You're good to go. Um, man, go ahead. Talk about that. I know so then we're, we're, we're going away. <laughs> we're leaving. We get... Uh, what would you give it? Three and three quarters. I enjoyed yep. it. We Great get deal. Cormier and Riddle at the top posing. Then the lights go out. And then the, all the firefly lights, all the cell phones pop up. And then you hear, he's got the whole world. For about 10 minutes. It was like a half an hour. I think the needle got stuck in the groove because it just <laughs> yeah. kept going. He's got the whole world. And then they started showing uh, old Bray Wyatt dolls, but people in the outfits in the crowd. So you point at one section, it's the pig. You point to one, it's the uh, the 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 falc eagle bird. Uh, you go, and then it's the the female doll, Sister Abigail, and then Sister Abigail, and then you see the fiend, and then it goes boom, black. Did you see the two Easter eggs? I saw one. The, the no, just say Sister that. Abigail wore the mask that Brody Lee wore in the Bludgeon Brothers underneath her veil. And then Bray. And Bray, when he appeared, was in that blue, the light coming out of the blue hue, which is how they introduced Brody Lee in AEW. When he, in the promo, he walks That's cool. out. That's cool. So they have a couple Brody Lee, but you see the blue hue, lighting, white, and then here comes Bray in a new mask, takes it off, but he looks like he's Bray White before The Fiend. I mean, we can, we can only but, hope. But gain to me, it looked like he gained twenty pounds of jowls. Not ne- not not necessarily all across the body, but just in the jowls. The way they shot him, I was like, "God damn, that's a fat face." 
But he says, I'm here, and he blows out the the lantern that he had. So it's like, what Bray Wyatt are we getting? So I know Corey's ecstatic. You can tell. You He's can, pumped. You can tell. He's the crowd the fucking popped. I mean, Cross the crowd was into this. It, it popped, no dude. denying that. No denying. There are probably multiple conceptions that night. Lots of Brays in about uh, 10 months. Um, let me in. Let me in, indeed. I think the producer pointed us out live. Uh, it's, I think it was producer. Uh, the way they showed the Firefly Funhouse heavily implies that it's dead. That's not what it's coming back. Because they show the... the and we the, can only fucking they hope. Show, they show the, the house dusty, spider webs, all the puppets are basically dead with spider webs yeah. to cover them. So The heavy she, implication is she, that that's not what's coming she's back. She's the one that impl- implied that the yeah. playhouse is dead. Corey pumped? You jazzed? I am going to start this by stating... Big, big fan. Uncategorically. <laughs> big fan, long-time caller. For those who like this stuff. First-time caller, too. This is something they like. For all the people who like this kind of thing, it's the kind of thing those people like. Yep. Yeah. I, <laughs> there uh, it is. I will not deny that it was insanely monster over in the crowd. Yeah. I will not deny that it got over like gangbusters. And that the WWE fan of 2022 thought this was the second coming of Jesus and the Beatles rolled into one. Corey. Caution. Yeah. When you, before you continue diatribe, is your last moment that you liked Bray was when he finger pointed while Roman spears someone yes, at the pin? actually, yeah. On Raw? That was the last one I was like, that was cool. That was it for me and Bray. When they like made him babyface for like that one yeah. night, everyone's like... Go with this and see what happens in the following weeks. Like, he's the fiend. I don't know how he did it. Because he was facing opposite, uh, away from the Titan Tron, and he didn't turn around at all to see Roman coming. Just pointed. He just went, and then boom, spear. And I was like, that's fucking boss. Yeah, that was the last time. <laughs> last time you liked uh, Bray. Yeah, that was the last time because... What about when the worms were on the stage? No, I'm not a fan I of that. hated that. <laughs> oh, and Alexa had blood coming I down her face. Don't get me started on the assassination <laughs> of my boo. Alexa Bliss has not. She's just, she's not she, been the same. No, she's actually hasn't. Shout out to Ryan Cabrera. We can all say that. And now she's getting those hands by Braun again, probably. So probably. it's fine. So fucking skank. And <laughs> it's a long way down. Long way down. <laughs> all the way though, too. Uh, to suck his shout dick. Shout out to so now that I've said what I said about, you know. He's important. Are we on? Yes, we are. Or are you just hitting yeah. buttons left and right? Like, no, I'm This looks great. Catching a break in. The views expressed do not reflect those of no cell entertainment. <laughs> no, it's just. Uh, I'm just con- a long beep. I, I'm controlling the monitor. Uh, as He's controlling I, the narrative, there Corey. It is. God damn it. <laughs> I'm just editing this to make sure that you go. I'm Corey. I love Braun, and I love Alexa getting hands by Braun. Bray Wyatt is my favorite wrestler. Of so all time. yeah, so so for those who loved it, they loved it, and they fucking loved it. It was over <laughs> like Grover. Seven million views on YouTube. Uh, you can't deny. That's because they actually made him somewhat of a star before they started dissecting that. Uh, over the last four years, he was there. Uh, he now now that I've said all that rosy stuff. Yep. Now it becomes my opinion. Uh, I love Bray Wyatt. This fucking sucked. (laughs) First of all, I did not realize that his return was going to be longer than Schindler's List. Uh, Fucking hell. And Uh, and, uh, not as as happy. My son started shaving before this fucker came out of the fucking... uh, 
Like, this how, is how, how old was your son, by the way? 13. Oh, shaving already. Lucky him. Uh, so, like, this was ridiculous. By alcohol now, I believe. By Undertaker standards, this was masturbatory. Yeah, it was. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, the uh, the uh, Dave Chappelle wrap it up <laughs> fucking signs came out. It's like, wrap it up. They said he's got the whole world in his hands 1,723 times. And each time... That's an accurate number, by the and way. And each time, each fan orgasmed on, on cue. It's almost, like ah! it almost like ordered by some sort of Machiavellian fucking leader. I did. I mean, no. <laughs> what? Uh, and then it. it's one thing you said. Oh, but I, the producer said maybe the, she thinks that the Fire Funhouse is over. Well, fuck me in the ass, then. That means all these fucking characters are going to be actual living humans in the ring every week with this fucker standing behind him cutting promos. I hope not. I'd rather take the goddamn fucking hand puppets. What if it's just Bray? If it's just Bray, I can give it a chance. I, do you, do you I mean, think, do you, you, think, you know Rowan's coming do you back. Think, listen, you know for sure that's happening. Do you think that the this Bray could be the Bray from NXT since that's the, no. that's the character Triple H came up with? No, because that fucker has... Uh, he, how do I put it? Passes he's got, do. No, he's got ideas. And he has visions for how Bray Wyatt should be. And the rumor is, who knows if it's true or not, but the rumor is he was going to have a sizable piece of creative control this time around because he felt wronged by Vince and didn't like... Now, the theory is some of the Fiend stuff Bray didn't like even yeah. because it was Vince watering it's down a lot of and work. changing things. Hey, you got to wear a mask for 20 minutes. But, uh... God, I hated this. Uh, I, Fuck, I, it was I, bad. I, I told Booball, I'm like, I hope he comes out dressed like IRS. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Like, <laughs> Should have been the stalker. If he came out going, I'm here to collect your taxes, I'm like, I'm off. And I'm this. not kidding. He looked like he had, I mean, he looked like he was wearing a mask of Bray Wyatt. There was so much extra chin on both sides. Shot to Husky Harris. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> Look. If that's what's going to help some people and say that WWE is back and they've got it because Bray Wyatt's going to do spooky, spooky stuff. It's also clear from that from that de- re-debut, the return, that Triple H went all eyes like, this is my Undertaker. Yeah. Um, which, fuck me. I hated it. <laughs> I knew it was coming. But they didn't make it go down any easier. I was like, man. Uh, notice, besides carrying cross, uh, you know, walking rec- recklessly and attempting to fall on my pay-per-view, uh, the work on this pay-per-view was pretty good. Notice none of the rehires were on it. None of, none of his reclamation projects. You know, they, you didn't see Braun Strowman tooting around the fucking ring. I can't believe they're still doing that shit, dude. I cannot believe that. Yeah. So. Whatever. That was Extreme Rules. And then the following Monday. Extremely violated is what I was. The the next day, it's the season premiere Raw, a.k.a. It's the restart of everything. So So let's bring out those new guys, like DX. Hang on. Hang on, sir. Hang on. We're going to shake up things here. Superstar shake up? Uh, announced team shakeup. 
though. As Vic Joseph and Booker T are NXT. Oh, fuck me. I felt like that was a rib. That's rude. I feel like that's a rib. I think it's putting just... Booker T on NXT. He didn't watch the main product. He's not going to watch this horseshit. And then, can you imagine what he's going to say when he sees Nikita Lyons botching shit with her big fat ass? Yep. <laughs> Chucky Ducky. And then, yeah, what's this yak doing out here? You know then, what? Fuck it. They should have brought in Stevie Ray, goddammit. <laughs> so you have them two now. Suckers got to know. Wade Barrett is up to, up to SmackDown now. So That's fine. He, because of until McAbee returns, and then probably Barrett would go back down to NXT. Better be. Better not just fuck him over. No. I actually wouldn't mind McAfee, Barrett, and then the lead commentator to a three man booth. Yeah, that one you might want to keep a three man because yeah. McAfee, he's got a lot of. Iron's in the fire, so he's going to have to dip out more if, than just college if, football season. And if him and uh, Barrett can go one-on-one on, one on one yeah, on the, yeah. the mic. But, no, no, probably in the ring because you got to set up another bi-quarterly fucking yeah. Pat McAfee match for no goddamn um, reason. Then for better most of your roster. Raw. But they brought in Karrion Cross. Byron Saxon is backstage. They were returning Kathy Kelly's backstage. Ooh, I'm happy about that one. And I mean, I'm is, here for that. easy on the eyes. I know. And now so it's Byron. What? And sadly, Corey Graves still has a job as it's him and Kevin Patrick, the pregame announcer, was the the next UK British guy. Yeah. Now, well, that's a lot. There's a lot of names, Joe. Well, you just read right there. Just a lot of names. Yeah. I noticed that you didn't say one of them. Who's that? That would be old uh, Bellator flunky, UFC flunky, radio host flunky. WWE hater until about a year ago when he got a job. Jimmy Smith. Oh, he gone. Yeah, he gone. Uh, Triple H accidentally let that house slip last Monday before. Last Monday <laughs> before. I did. Oh, my God. Let it slip as uh, that happened. And then he's gone, and now he's already going. Oh, yeah, WWE guys are just big muscle guys that can't fight. Already the, bashing them. By the way, since we're talking announced changes, did you hear what happened? they said on the pay-per-view at the beginning of it? I did not. No. That going forward, the full-time pay-per-view commentary team is Michael Cole and Corey. Corey That's Gray. why they did yeah. the whole show. Gross. Yeah. So those guys don't even get to go on pay-per-view with Barrett and all of them. It's, it's just Cole and, and Gray. I hopefully, CM Punk light fucking Hopefully douchebag. they put McAfee on the pay-per-views. Because honestly, the pay-per-view should be Cole and McAfee. Graves is just... Uns- I can't stand him. So... That means Monday night is our season premiere. Oh, and with all that, they fired Nigel McGuinness. Yeah. So, you know, with all that. Don't need him. So we have that. So Only, uh, Tony. only the best of all of them. Tony. <laughs> yeah, I know you got a lot of commentators already, but hire the good ones and start weeding some you of them use out. use Nigel right. in some other areas backstage. So Monday night was the <laughs> debut, so it was just the you know season premiere. So I watched it just to see how the new... Uh, I thought about watching it. It's okay. It's not. I don't have cable, so I couldn't. So. It's not over the over oh, the. Darn. It's not over the. Uh, I started watching it on a uh, Twitch. Um, it's not. Uh, the, no, sir. We paid for it on cable. Oh yes, we do. That's I right. don't have the Twitch on the Roku box. That's free. Uh, but it's not available on Roku. And I'm not going to watch it on my phone. You can't get really? it on Roku. Yeah, it's, oh. yes, it's not available. I'm not Two years ago, it. Roku took the Twitch thing off the reps. Oh damn! Yeah. Uh, I was just watching for Kevin. See how he didn't. He is. He's okay. He's better than Jimmy. There were people on Twitter within a half hour of the show starting saying they were going to boycott Raw until he was gone. He was so fucking bad. 
Well, Jimmy can't be, that can't be possible because Jimmy Smith is in there And they're anymore. like, bring back Jimmy Smith. This guy's absolute worried. He's terrible. I can't stand him. I'm no longer watching Raw until he's gone. This was like 30 minutes into the show, and I'm like, I've listened to this guy on NXT UK. Like, he's not bad. Yeah. And he's better than Jimmy Smith. Well, so. well they're dumb. Uh, so we had the returning Bray, and then we had kind of honestly a surprise return because from... Well... <laughs> As, Did it happen this fast? Yes. That's the surprise. Because it happened, like, the reports came out around noon that there's rumors of them coming back, and then by 6.15, the uh, good brothers of Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are in the WWE ring with uh, AJ Styles. Now, I respect this because I respect Jeff Jarrett Hustle, and these guys are like the new generation Jeff Jarrett. No matter what happens, they're going to get paid. No matter how, no matter the situation, because I, these motherfuckers beca- get paid, and I beca- respect that. Because I, because when they got released, they were pissed off. They uh, they they're pissed off at two people, the guy that's no longer there, Vince, and I've heard they were pissed off at Triple H because Triple H went to them and went, "You guys are safe," and then within an hour, they're like, "You guys uh, are gone." It's not his call. Oh, some, yeah, first of all, it's not his call. I know that. Second know of all, that. that's what I've heard. I, well, I'm not. I've got the feeling. I don't know. I don't know any backstage stuff. I got a feeling. But I got a feeling it was made... Oh, yes. ...advantageous to pour all of that water under a big rusty bridge and just say, welcome back. Yep. Welcome back. So that was... Like I honestly... Just because... I'm like, okay... Did they hashtag beat up John Cena? Uh, Not yet. Well, then I don't know. They have to show up. (laughs) They can't see him, though. Live via satellite? Not even that. They can't see him. Um, but yeah, the reports came that he they that they were going to come back, and then Great because stash. they were spotted with AJ, <laughs> and it cool. looks like they might be filming something for something. Um, then there's other reports because of people showing back, returning, and debuting. Yeah, uh, that they were just from they were just in Impact. Oh, there's like five or six people. Yeah. Mia Yim is no longer in Impact. Her deal's done. Matt Taven, Maria Kanellis, Mike Bennett, and Vincent are all gone from Impact as well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see all of them back in WWE. One, they need more women. And Mia Yim got a raw deal. Triple H. He's brought back everybody else Vince fucked over. So why not her? Makes sense. But they got she got so fucked over. I cannot believe like she wouldn't be over with her husband. And they almost that's you know, shocking to me. But they had. But the thing is, AW had that shot to get her, and they went, "No, we're good right now." And then that's why she went. Yeah, to Yeah, but now Tony doesn't like them anymore. So. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not exactly and then cordial anymore. I don't know what if this is true or not, but I did see that another name on that board. Corey would know more Bronson Reed. This is an interesting situation, yes. Bronson Reed, uh, back to being Jonah, is in New Japan and getting a, a really good push. They really want him to stay and sign full-time. <coughs> he beat Okada in the G1. He's figured relatively high in their rankings right now. Uh, they're making the full-court press to keep him. and uh, But Triple H really wants him back. He was another one of the guys that... He was he was he was North American champion for a week and then they're like later, dude. Yeah, um, and is making a full core press. This one's a little different though. I mean, is it possible he can come back? Of course, 
money talks at the end of the day, and Triple H really wants to make it worth his time, he'll come back. But there's some hard feelings there. Of he, Because when they released him, they really left him in a lurch with working visa. Mm-hmm. And his family, he'd, he'd finally got his family moved from Australia or New Zealand, whatever he's from, Zealand, over to Zealand. Florida. And then they fired him. No, Australia. And left him with all that crap. And it took a while to fix it. Well, it wasn't during the pandemic yeah. and just like, hey. So there's some hurt feelings there. But at the same time, it's a business and money talks. So if, if Triple H can make it more worth his while, he'll be back. But he's got a good spot in New Japan and they figure to use him well, and if you bet on yourself enough, and you rebuff those offers, and you get over the way it looks like you're going to, those offers just get bigger. Exactly, they get bigger and bigger and bigger every day. I would not be surprised if he won the IWGP title in the next two years. Like, I was like, give it a year and a half, two years, because right now they're bringing back so many people, you're going to get lost. Yeah, exactly. Let like, the people they just brought back settle in. Then come and, in. And he's got a unique look, a unique skill set. He can move well for a big man. He's unique enough that it's that's going to make that offer even bigger in a couple of years because he's going to get utilized well here. So if I were him at this point, I would absolutely stay with New Japan. Mm-hmm. Just depends on the money. Because I'm sure they're not, they're, they're paying him well too. So do I have this in my head right? Did the Good Brothers. Work for and appear on all three major television shows this year? Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. fa- that's fantastic. Yep. That's fantastic. Super Elite. Super Elite with AEW, then Impact. And that's so great. And New Japan. And New Japan. So all four. Papers. In fact, Carl Anderson is still champion. Yeah, Carl Anderson is the never open champion. Christ almighty. So I, we talked about this pre-show of what will they do? Are they Well, I, it's like this. Triple H is a wrestling, you know, a guy, and he's cool with working with other companies to make things work. Triple H would be like, yeah, you can go over and wrestle. He can wrestle that match. Drop the match. Drop the title. It won't be a big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, I will say one thing. I am intrigued by the Judgment Day OC six-man tags, except for one thing. Can you imagine how bad it will be when the big big LG and Dom are in the ring together? (laughs) Have you thought about that? Holy fuck. Gonna learn today, kid. Better put WrestleMania. Well, yeah. Whoa, who's gonna teach him? The big LG? Yeah. Yeah. That fucker sucks. He's funny as shit, but he sucks balls yeah. in the ring. Don't worry, they started off with the when they And he knows it too. That's why he's got into this good deal. Dude, dude when is the, not good. When the brawl started, uh, Dom was the one that took the uppercut first. Uh-huh. So yep. Oh. Uh, that's the thing, big LG is terrible in the ring, but he knows it. Yep. And he, he got himself into a good brother deal. That's right. So we Damn. have so we have all that <laughs> W. So uh, then we'll find out for upcoming SmackDown. They're doing the um, oh shit. fuck yep. That's not great. <laughs> uh, uh, Bray is going to be maybe talking on SmackDown. We have the Bloodline being oh, the Bloodline. Fuck me sideways. Um, like that's the only one left on Hulu by the way. SmackDown. For now. I don't know if Logan Paul's making a run. Oh, Logan Paul might be making a run. When is that Crown Jewel show? November 5th. Probably one more week. Probably next week. It's the season premiere, so I think they have... No, season premiere SmackDown was last week. Oh, was it? Oh, that was the face-to-face. Okay, okay, okay. Probably next week. Okay. So, um, well, then Lesnar returned on Raw to start a feud with Bobby Lashley. I'm all for another Lashley 
uh, Brock match, especially if he gets time. As it costed, uh, costed. Um, Cost Bobby the U.S. title. And Seth, to, Rollins Seth Franklin has Rollins. It. So we have that. Um, Which, if I were Seth, I would have said no. That's a hard pass for me, dog. Uh, I know he hasn't won a lot this year. They're probably trying to make it up to him. That's a that's a that's a deep push. Dude's like one book. in the dude, dude's not like one in nine on pay per views. But he's like undefeated like, against he he was undefeated against uh, Riddle. So, <laughs> yeah. but it's weird, right? He just he's kind of Teflon. Like it, it, no, it for those fans, it doesn't matter if he wins or loses. It's very. Him. I mean, like mm-hmm. they want him to win for sure. But if he loses, people are like, yeah, it sucks. That's but you know, he'll bounce back. I'm trying to figure out a it's good weird. comparison on. Well, w. I mean, being on PCP helps. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good comparison from WWE rosters past. Where just you're that high on the card. Yeah, he's a main event star. And it doesn't star. matter. And I'm lo- Honestly, this sounds weird. Triple H lost a lot especially on top. Mania, especially Mania. A lot on top. Yeah, he's like the Triple H of this generation. He he's didn't lose to the right people at the right time, but he lost a lot. He's fine. He could lose all year and it wouldn't make it. He's not where he's ever been. He, that crowd, when his music plays... Yeah, they chant that shit all. It's he's I over. think they are all understanding that if you just pretend he's on PCP, yeah. it is maybe the greatest character they've ever come up That's with. That's like the best thing that ever happened to me from listening to a Jim Cornette oh podcast. Oh my god. Yep. Because I did not understand him at all. I was like, this is a stupid fucking gimmick. I don't like it. And then as soon as I heard that, it clicked. And I was like, I get it. He's just on PCP. <laughs> this dude's talking to nine people that aren't there. <laughs> Aren't you going to talk about the other thing that happened on Raw? Bunch of, You've been teasing it for an hour. A bunch of impotent old fucks getting uh, together and jerking each other off for memories. Oh, yes. The DX reunion. They start the Born show. Up. They start the show. They end the show. I mean, this whole goddamn week was built around them fucking returning. So, yeah, that's just them. Uh, you notice the, one, the, the guy that's most over right now in that group is actually putting over young talent. Daddy ass, daddy ass. He's not in that group. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm disappointed in the fans because there was no daddy ass chant. I thought or, that was gonna... or we didn't hear it. No, I, don't... Mm. I mean, if they're fast enough uh, to catch it, if they're fast, but I don't think they did. I don't. I don't think there was one. I wouldn't put it because past they that did company. the New Age Outlaws intro. They let them say. They let the fans yeah, the say. Billy Gunn. The badass Billy Gunn part because he's like Road Dog Jesse so James, and then I, he pointed, and then so I love that by the way, but like. You didn't. They were gonna do it anyways. You didn't let them do shit. Yeah, right. They say the whole fucking thing with yeah. you. I think they Numb just realized. We, yeah, yeah. Do it. yeah. Um, the WWE fan base is so. Everybody says the AEW fan base is is the one that's toxic and of itself and nothing else. It's actually the opposite. It's the WWE fan base that only watches WWE stuff. They don't know shit about any other professional wrestling. Case in point, they thought Corey Graves was funny. Yeah, so like... What, what is Billy Gunn doing right now? Yeah, so they, they might not... Most of them have no clue Billy Gunn's not around. Uh, and I always think it's funny how... It's that one that's... They, just, they build a wall, yeah. and nothing else exists. Did you see... So, did you see... Because I'm transitioning to AW, but did you see what Hold like on. not I, quite yet? I, I am okay, I'm not, ahead. but I'm bringing something up. That did you see what they what the internet uh, just assumed right away? What? So we did the DX intro, 
beginning yeah. of them talking backstage, and then they leave, and they they all leave, and then eight, uh, Triple H yells, "Hey, no fighting back here!" And then the fans went, "Oh, it's a shot at AEW." It was. Was it? Yeah, it was. Obviously, Joe. It's, Everything they do is a was, shot at AEW. That was so obviously a shot at that. Mm. Triple H, who is well known for being that dickster. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed because I didn't think he went far enough in the DX Triple H history. Yeah. He's known for being the shitster. And that, I was like, okay, that's cute, but that far to 10. Like, yeah, honestly, like, they should have had, like, Stay was about the show where he just like has scissors and throws them in the trash. Like, like my, I would have said something like, like I'm old, I'm tired, yeah. and I'm working with old children. <laughs> like, yeah, that, old that should have been the line. Like, 100%. That's what I was expecting. And instead, it's like no fighting back. And I was like, eh, four to 10. You could have done better, Jen Trips. That was lame. And what are you going to say, Boo? <sighs> and you may hate him. I'm trying to think. But Keep I going. did enjoy Corey Graves, like, Doing something about Billy Gunn. Like, he now works with Office Supplies because of the whole scissoring thing. It's like, eh. Dude, the WWE lo- fan base launched, like, latched onto that. And they were, like, retweeting, like, ah, look at that. AW people were like, okay. Billy Gunn's more over than any of those motherfuckers combined in that ring, you fuck right nuts. It's almost insane how over like, he is right now. He was more over than they are now 20 years ago, and he's more over now than he was 20 years ago. Like, this is bananas. I'm quite, I can't remember what I was going to say. This, but uh, okay. should, but before we go on, can I, can I get something off my chest? Yeah. Sounds a good enough time as any with the DX. I've been thinking about this. About the whole DX and where they fit in the history of blah, 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 and all this and other. And in WWE, Portland's are the greatest faction of all time. I'm not sure they make my top five. More importantly, the if it's just the Shawn Michaels, Triple H, China version from October 97 through mm-hmm. WrestleMania 14... Great. That's great. It's fucking great. I love it. The all other incarnations have tarnished it, in my opinion, including the popular one that they go with, with X-Pac and the Outlaws and Triple H. We watched 98. Triple H was not the most over guy in the group. In fact, he was the least over guy in the group. The Outlaws had that opening, and X-Pac was on fire in 98 with the crowd. China was different, weird. People loved her. He didn't become over until he left the fucking group. So... Which ended the group. <laughs> I hate the theory that, one, they're the greatest faction of all time, and two, that that's the best version when it's not even close. I just I think they're so overrated in the history. They were very important in that like era's three-year period. Can't deny that. It's my two cents. Now that I finally figured out where they placed for me, I needed to get it out. We all know I'm a Sean guy, so. Well, I'll ask you something about, sort of related to that. Yeah. So the original DX, Sean, Triple H, China. Yeah, rude. Giant group, like really popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot because it was on the back of Shawn Michaels, who was a huge star. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? absolutely. I'm going to steal Joe's Thunder, transitioning to AEW real quick. Uh, the Acclaimed. Is there another time that something this absurd? Because it's absurd. This is the dumbest thing in the world. I know the fans love it. I think it's funny. I, but it's dumb. objectively, not, it's fucking absurd. Yeah. My wife right? hates it so much. Is there another anything in wrestling 
that has not that is this over organically that was not shoved down people's throats. This organically got over that did not have the benefit of a main star helping. Yeah, and ironically, he's standing right there with him. Oh, you didn't know when they threw those two together in October '97. Nobody had any fucking idea they would gel organically get over and become what they became to that extent. They put them in DX because they had to, not because they wanted to. It didn't. The theory. The, That's what I was going to ask was the but, theory going but back, did DX help? Like, was DX yeah, the reason they got the that over? The theory going back is that DX helped solidify them. But no, you, we were watching. They were over like gangbusters before WrestleMania, and they were put in DX to help bolster it. But nobody wants to tell that story now. But we just relived it three years ago. It was right there in plain living color. Fair enough. It's those two right there. Should have never worked. Shouldn't have gotten over. Shouldn't have gelled like it did. But it did. And the crowd made it happen. Fair enough. I was thinking about this weekend. I was like, where? But that's a good point. And ironically, that might help the acclaimed that Billy Gunn is standing right there imparting some wisdom to him. Because he went through that. How to deal with all of a sudden being the hottest thing after not being there could could help them years down the line. What was the meme from like WWE 90s? It's like 90s kids telling their friends to suck it to 2020s scissor me. Scissor me daddy ass. Uh, so before we go to the other show, Joe, should we let Corey talk about the other pay-per-view that happened? <laughs> Oh fuck! If he wants, <laughs> real quick, just well, I mean, it's, you I know, want to see your well. Uh, most of the roster is going to be in WWE in about six months, so yeah, I want your opinion. <laughs> we'll anyway. talk about it before they leave, well, <laughs> or at least Mike's opinion. The uh, first of all, the digital media championship was on the line on the kickoff. What? Uh, it's uh, only like an NFT. What the fuck is that? Only defended on social media platforms, streaming and YouTube, YouTube, and yeah, Twitch and okay. And it's, uh, it's a, I get it, it's an updated take on the TV title. But since a lot of people view things by streaming now, it's a digital media championship. I don't blame him for trying. Brian Myers, who's done great things with that championship, by the way, super solid, defeated the surprise debuting Uh-oh. Dirty Dango. Oh, gross. Yeah. Um, That'd be a no for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. Yeah, yeah. I imagine the match probably wasn't terrible. It wasn't. And uh, Brian but, Myers is low-key one of my favorite I mean, I under could, guys. couldn't give a fuck about Dango. <sighs> yeah, me too. Two and a quarter stars. It's like he beat Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. I, uh, Isn't that fucking insane to you? His first match. That's nuts. So the show opened, though, with a much better ship match. And that is the X Division title on the line is Speedball Mike Bailey. Hey! Uh, that'd be a... Uh, Pal Pro Wrestling veteran, Speedball Mike Who's had a hell of a run. He's he's had a year. Yes. But he loses the title here because it's Impact, and of course he does, to (laughs) AEW's Frankie Kazarian. God damn it. Checks out. Checks out. Okay. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Fuck you, Dixie Carter. I don't care if you're in charge. Fuck you, Dixie Carter. In a uh, if she loses, she must retire match. Mickey James defeated Mia Yim. Wait, I figured if, for if sure. Mickey, Mickey lost, loses. Yeah. Okay. She's, on like, her, she's on Mickey's her. Mickey's doing the Ric Flair storyline yeah. from oh, 2008 there. Next oh, that's match, she a year loses. ago when she's having a heart attack and die in the ring. Right. Twice. 
match. That's she loses a match. Wrong. She's done. I figured for sure she was losing. She wins out of nowhere. And then I learned Mia Yim's done with the company. So I was like, well, that makes sense. There it is. But something uh, doesn't make sense later on tonight in the show. Back to back women's matches. Ooh. As, uh, what are they called? The Trash Dolls? <laughs> Jessica Habit and Taya Valkyrie defeat uh, Vexed, Chelsea Green, and Deanna Parazzo to win the women's tag team titles. They're just in a tag team? Yep. VXT or Vexed. Yeah. VXT. I. They were calling them Vexed on the show, so no. I'm guessing it's supposed to be Vexed. It is. That's how it was supposed to be it. their thing for NXT. Yeah. That's, what, that's what those two are doing, huh? Just not, that's where they're at? Yep. Just, okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's not like they could be used anywhere else. Uh, yep. Froggy. Sounds like a waste oh, of those for, two. But. Hold on. Froggy? I gave three and three quarters to Bailey and Kazarian, by the way. I mean, I could see that. It was I mean, I could see that. Yeah. I really definitely should have won. Yeah. But, you but, know. You know. That's cool. Chat me up. Chat, <laughs> chat me up, Doc. Here's an interesting... They must have something planned for the TV tapings. Because the team of Honor No More, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, successfully <laughs> defended the tag team titles. Wait a minute. What? No, go on. Against the Motor City Machine Guns. Wait a minute. Didn't we decide about how they might be going to do a reunion That's why now? I said they have to have something planned for TV tapings. Because... Cat me up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they kept the belts uh, three and three quarters again. This is a good match. Got a third three and third chance. This makes fucking sense. The Jesus Christ, goddamn uh, company. I'm not surprised that this match uh, delivered. It was yeah. really good. I hope those two do end up in WWE as a team. Or I just want Matt I, Taven to get some exposure somewhere. So it's too good. There's a report that Triple H is. He wants all three. He's dead set on Matt Taven. He said he was said. the. <laughs> Highlight yeah. at that pay per view we went to. I mean, everything else was a dearth, including some people who just left after a James Storm match or whatever. And they were like, "Well, no, remember the Roosh, Roosh match?" Dude Roosh. was like, well, "I'm fucking out." They just left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the call your shot gauntlet rumble style battle royal, won by Bully Ray. <laughs> oh my, f- dude! So this is where I learned this was a pay per view this weekend. I was like, Bully Ray was tweeting. I was like, "What did this Nazi fuck say?" That's why when someone tweeted, so I, I clicked it. I was like. He, hold on, he did what and where with what? That's why uh, That's why they do the um, tweet of, I don't trust Impact because your last two Battle Royale winners are Shark Boy and Bully Ray. Like, I don't mind. I don't, I'm don't. i not big on intergender, but there were five women in this match. Battle Royale. Probably too many. Plus three women's matches. On the Bully card. Ray? Bully Ray, last eliminating Steve Macklin, who was part of that forgotten no more yeah. stable in WWE. Forgotten One sons. of the guys that got the raw deal. Shocking, like I said earlier, oh. impact maximizing him to his full potential. Uh, R.I.P. Sarah Lee. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing. That sucks. 30, and she just had a kid a month, a year Third ago. one. Third kid. Third kid, yeah. She was 30. Leaving Wesley Blake there with, now a widow with three young children. Uh, Tony Khan, they have Fuck. a GoFundMe. Yeah, Tony, Tony Khan gave 10000 Fuck, um, dude. Yeah. You know, I was kind what of okay with not seeing story. Wesley Blake again in the ring. I kind of want to see him get a deal somewhere just to feed the kids. What yep. a shitty story. That's, that's terrible. That was, that was sad. Um, I, just, I don't believe it. I don't get it. Yeah. Tommy Dreamer was in it. So, uh, so earlier so tonight. So he's going to get a title shot. Yes, he is. At his, at, at his, and uh, he's going to win. It's his chip. Probably. That title. It's his probably. chip, like what MJF has. Yeah. Probably oh, no, going to win. He's yeah. going to win for sure. Um, Who's their champion? Josh Alexander. I'll get to his match in a minute. 
Uh, yeah, you, that's not a guy you want to be bullied beaten. Rude. So, oh my god. Earlier on the pre-show, Raven was inducted into the Hall of Fame. The TNA Hall of Fame. Yep. No, I mean he showed up in 03, helped them a lot. I mean, I can't lot. judge it because I mean I was not watching TNA. He helped. Seems them. a little weird, but you no, know. he helped them a lot. It may check out. He helped them a lot in the couple of years after the first initial six months. That's a real it's fine. Plus an NWA World Champion in 05. But Tommy Dreamer inducted him, right? And then Raven comes out. And Raven talks about how the, the most person he's most thankful for is Tommy after he thanked other people. And then he said, after, eight, after 27 years, the feud finally dies tonight. Boo. And then they hug. And then he even float DDTs him on the, <laughs> ring, on, the, on the ramp. Yes! Get up and hits the Raven pose and did leave. Did you pop? I did. <laughs> the feud will never die! He, like, he did it so sincerely, too. He was like, the feud finally dies tonight. You know, thank you, Tommy. You, you were the end of my yang. They hug, and then he just kicks him and DDTs him. Did Tommy get color? No. no. Damn it! But I that's was like, so great, dude. I was like, God damn it, that's, that's awesome. Somewhere Paul Heyman is smiling. I mean, somewhere Paul Heyman is smiling. In a surprisingly fantastic match, the Impact Knockouts champion Jordan Grace successfully defended against Masa, Masha Slamovich. Slamovich, yeah. Went three and three quarters. That's a great name. Uh, so that's the other tweet I saw, because uh, Jarrett Gresham tweeted it out. And I was like, oh, there's Balfour Lord tonight. Yep. How about that? <laughs> Albany, New York. In the main event, uh, three and a half stars, Josh Alexander successfully defends against Daddy Edwards. And then Bully Ray had to come out and... Face off. Face off. Gross. So we're talking about backstage fighting, and we're going to transition to the other company, AEW. As last week, oh, uh, yeah. last week we talked about this whole Sammy Andrade feud between on Twitter, keyboard fighting. And then... Oh, hold on. Can I stop you for a second? Because I'm going to transition it back to you. Okay. Because earlier in the day, at about 12 p.m. our time... Tony Khan gave an interview to Ariel Helwani. Oh, okay. I'll okay. get to your point in a second. Thank you. I can't wait to hear this. So, uh, do you guys... I'm going to you guys didn't watch it. I didn't... I honestly okay. did not know about it. So, uh, there's a reason I don't watch fighter interviews, promoter interviews, usually wrestler interviews, because they're all the same. Like, in fighter promoters, like, I've had the best training camp, I'm in the great show, I'm going to win, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just boring nonsense. And unfortunately, this interview was about an hour and 20 minutes... And he said basically nothing for an hour, 20 minutes, other than just basic promo shit, promoter speak. However, if you listen, he dropped a couple of nuggets. Okay. I'm going to give you those couple of nuggets. First off, Ariel Hawani, who's very good at this one, he's a very good interview, asked about ROH. Yeah. And through, he did some double speak and blah, blah, I like what I'm doing. The news that for me that came out of this was that he cannot bring ROH back under the Time Warner umbrella. They told him no. That's what I got out of it. Which is why he's having such a hard time finding a partner. And he, he was like, I don't know really what to do at this point because Time Warner pays the bills. Yep. They're the boss. Yep. I can't really shop something somewhere else, but they have no interest in this property. Well, you can starting next year. You can starting next year. So that was important. I was like, oh, well, I did. But they he also said in that 
that Time Warner encourages him to continue the Ring of Honor pay-per-views. Yeah. Which is, like, some mixed signals from that company, for sure. Um, I mean, it makes, I don't know. It's very strange. Uh, and now, sort of related to your... Okay, I'm going to get to this part. I'm going to come out over a little bit. Because okay. I'll translate it back to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was interesting, sort of about Time Warner, Joseph, yes. in 2019... What day was NXT on early in the year? Yeah, Thursday. Tuesday. One Tuesday. It was Tuesday. No, okay. it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. I think it was Thursday. Because oh, that's right. uh, when they when they, they, they when TV was coming up for AW, yeah, uh, Tony Khan, when he started the company, he said that whoever he talked to, he said that the only two days he would do TV was Tuesday or Wednesday. He and didn't Tuesday care which was... day. He didn't care which day, but it had to be one of those two. Mm-hmm. His initial plan and what they initially wanted was Tuesday because Tuesday was opening up mm-hmm. because NXT was moving to Wednesday. He was His whole goal was never to compete with. That was not the point. Yep. He didn't want to draw any viewers away from them or take away what he could potentially have. He wanted yeah. his own day. Yeah, I remember this. It wasn't his call. They own the network. They can put shit on whenever they want. He said, "It's I have no control over when we put on. If they want to move us tomorrow to Monday at 8 p.m., we're moving to Monday at 8. That's why Rampage there is, is on Fridays at 10. Nothing I can do about it. So a, it's, it's one of the last time frames he'd pick on his death own. Death slot for that. However, so it was supposed to be on Tuesday. So TNT wanted the war, essentially, which is, I mean, they won, I guess. But well, yeah, it's weird, right? I was like, that was, I did not know that. I was like, oh, okay. A little fascinating, a little, little nugget there. Uh, he brought up Cody Rhodes. You know, like he asked, how did you feel about Cody leaving? And he did this a lot when, and we'll get to another point here in a second. Uh, he just said, I cannot talk about Cody Rhodes. India. He just said, I respect Cody Rhodes. I wish nothing the best, but I cannot talk about it. And Ariel, like he should, asked him a couple good follow-ups. He's like, I cannot talk about Cody Rhodes. Earlier in the interview, I'll tie it all back together. Of course, as a as an interview should, he brought up all out. Yeah, you're not going to interview Tony Khan and not bring up all out. Oh, some would, because some people are cowards. Uh, and of course, Tony just very seriously, I will not comment. I cannot comment. So Ariel followed up. I will not, cannot. He did it like four times. It was a very good interview. That's what you should do. My guess is that they had a pre-interview. Interview and Tony was like, I can't talk about this. And Ariel's like, Well, I have to ask you about it. Yeah, you can no comment to me, and I'll I'll keep asking because I have to. Mm-hmm. But you can say no, that's fine. But you have to, like, I have to ask you about it. Like yeah. otherwise, there's no point in us doing the interview. Yep. So, give and take. I get. So I say all that to say this. So he talked about. So he asked him at one point, "How is the backstage morale?" And through some double speak and skirting around some of the issues, he's like, "No, we're in a good place." Are we? Uh, I don't think Ariel had seen the Sammy um, Andrade. Andrade. I was like, fuck, are you with the Andrade tweets? Because he yeah. for sure would have asked about it. Yes. So I don't think he saw them. But Tony's thing going into, out yeah. of the interview, yeah. was that we're in a great place. A great place. Backstage, we're all getting along. We're all doing kumbaya. You know, we've had some challenges, but we're growing as a company. Got it. We had the feud back and forth. 
What happened on Wednesday, Joe? So, we had the Twitter feud, and then uh, it turned out that, uh, so, <clears throat> we were told that security was amped for the two men because of the Twitter feud. We want no beef backstage. No beef. Sammy was, <laughs> whatever Sammy said, Andrade was like, I'll see you Wednesday. Yeah. So, Andrade, the reporter Andrade showed up. <laughs> Saw him Wednesday. Saw him Wednesday, and uh, let's say he uh, took a swing. More and than one. Took more <laughs> than one. Sammy pushed back, but Andrade took a swing. So, and then it came out, because I tweeted, I sent, sent you guys this, and it was like, both men have been sent home. That's what the report from TMZ came out. Both well. men, <laughs> Both men were sent home. And then an hour later... Uh, half an hour later, backstage segment of J- uh, Jericho Appreciation, they're Sammy. So everyone's like, wait a minute. What, what's happening? You had a fight backstage between two guys, but one guy is still on TV and gets to main event the show. And then after the show, it turned out that Andrade was the instigator and was sent home. No fighting. I... I have a couple thoughts. I have a couple thoughts about this whole thing. Please, because oh. I feel uh, I feel another diatribe of mine coming on. So go ahead. Uh, I a don't understand how you don't send both of them home, for the simple fact that you set your own precedent a month ago when you suspended everybody who was in the room. They didn't even. They were literally like four of them were trying. Like the Daniels were trying to break up the fight, and you suspended him too. So even if Sammy turtled up and just got his ass beat. He instigated it on Twitter. Like he was half responsible for this. You you have to send them both home. My other point, uh, it is funny when people are are tough on Twitter because some people are about that life. You know, CM Punk was like, "You got a problem with me? Come see me." The Young Bucks and Omega saw them. Saw what happened. And Andrade was like, "Keep up. I'll see you on Wednesday." Sammy kept up. Andrade saw him on Wednesday. Like, I'm not saying it's right, but, you know, when he tells you, it, if you keep doing it, X, Y is going to happen to you. It, uh, you did X, Y happened to you. It blows my mind. <laughs> it just blows my mind. <laughs> that, Sammy is an, is an instigator. He's one of the instigators, and I think the diatribe from Corey is about Sammy in a bit. But, maybe, I don't know. But the thing is this, Sammy wins the match, and he's the one on fucking shoulders as we run out of time. Maybe it's the same in a minute. I think your two instances are apples and oranges. Because I think I've had, now that I've had time to, to, yeah. to think, I think it's very clear what Punk had in mind. And it wasn't that life, it was a lawsuit. And he's going to get it. Because we all know there, one side is, our, is, is threatening legal action. We all know who that one side oh. is. Oh, 1,000% lawsuits. 1,000%. The guy that loves to sue companies and get extra money, CM Punk. So. I don't, say, I don't think a super kick's happening anytime. <laughs> no. So that's his life. Andrade could be about that life. Although, I, this whole thing's stupid, first of all. Oh, it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And this is one of the rare occasions where I had to take complete, because I heard Jim Cornette and Brian yeah. talk about I found them to be completely wrong about yeah. their thoughts on this. Completely. I mean, one of the few times he came off blinded by his own feelings for the company, he came off like an idiot. Hmm. Because this 
had nothing to do with Sammy in terms of who was going to pay the repercussions. Yeah, he mouthed off on Twitter, and he's got a long history, and it needs to be dealt with. So it's two instances in a month, by yep. the way. Two, insta- two instances, not, but the third time, because the other one was the Sasha one. Not giving him a free pass. Needs yeah. to be dealt with. Yeah. But this wasn't about Sammy. This was about Andrade single-handedly trying to get fired. Yep. That's what this whole thing was. Because Andrade was supposed to have a match on Rampage to be filmed later. Which However, he wasn't losing. Which know. he wasn't losing. And then it became nuts a six-man for the trio style. And because he's been sent home. He wants to leave. Mm-hmm. Tony told him no. So he decided, I will instigate a fight and get fired. He said it in one of the tweets, I'm not afraid to get fired. Correct. So even though Sammy was an instigator and needs to be addressed, this had nothing to do with him. That's why he wasn't punished. That's why they just went on with his stuff, because I have a bigger fish I need to fry right now, and that's Andrade. Nice try. I'm still not going to fire you. You'll just be suspended. I'll continue to pay you even. And that's how I would continue this. How long is that contract? Two years? Yeah. Mm, Two or three years. It's going to be a long two years for Andrade. I would just pay him weekly Mm -hmm. to sit at home and have people forget about him until that contract is up. And then go try to make a lot of money. Go ahead. You're in your mid-30s already anyway. Have at it. And then Triple H, seemingly understanding that, yeah. Pulled up Legato Del Fantasma last <laughs> week on yeah. SmackDown. Took that gimmick right And has uh, Escobar. <laughs> with Zelina. Who's, uh, let's be honest, in my honest opinion, I've said this many times. Escobar, the better version, mm-hmm. can cut a promo in English, is a better worker, mm-hmm. and looks more like a star. So to me. And doesn't, and doesn't attach the Charlotte Flair. Yeah. So to me, you done fucked up, dude, because they got your replacement on the main roster. And you're burning the bridge where they're paying you good money, by the way. Because <clears throat> he's a star. Yep. The, you're an idiot. This is some Austin Aries bullshit. Yeah. Like yeah. this is like some Austin Aries. It's like here's the thing. I, I said this earlier in this show. I may have not I'm sort of on Andrade's side with this. I'm very much in that talk shit get hit, Sammy. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh there are consequences to every action. This would be the consequences. Here you go, Andrade. Enjoy sitting at home. I know Charlotte or Ashley, if we're going to be old, serious. Oh, shoot, brother. Has, shoot, brother. Has personal problems, apparently, that she's dealing with. And get I'm better. Like, yeah, get better. Even I said get better. Outside of wrestling. But if she's not in a place right now to maybe give her husband some good advice, somebody else needs to step up. Because this was a dumb fucking idea from Jump Street, and he had to have known it wasn't going to work. Yeah, you got fire an idea. Punch Tony Khan, dude. Come yeah. On. yeah. <laughs> like, I got an idea. This is just stupidity for stupidity's sake. Now, so that's why I say it, Sammy, it doesn't matter. Yeah. At least that week. Somebody should take Sammy's fucking Twitter from him. Take his goddamn phone yes. from him. Jesus uh, Christ. And he needs to shut his fucking mouth. This dude is like in the Seth Rollins territory from a couple years ago. You need to shut the fuck up in public, like tomorrow. And he's got the goodwill Seth had a couple years ago at the moment. So I mean, you need to need to get your shit straight too. And he does need like, to be addressed. Andrade will not be the last person to punch you in the face if you don't knock it off. The thing saving him, <laughs> I think, more than anything right now is Chris Jericho. Yeah, who's wielded more power? Yeah, you're not going to lose that main event. 
<laughs> That's, if he wasn't in the main event with Jericho, yeah. he probably would have been suspended. Yeah, like, you're not losing that main event, Doc. <laughs> but I'm sure Jericho had a word. Jericho has the power right now in that company. Uh, but this was all about Andrade. That's yeah. why I think Sammy just kind of sneaked by. And idiot. Just fucking idiot. And what amazes me, because I know Roosh, and I know all about his issues and his history, hmm. is how can all of this <laughs> be happening right next to him? And he's like, no, I'm cool. That's good. <laughs> you know, whatever. Like he's like Jones. I'm like, oh, I need, to, I need to start some shit. I just can't believe that Roosh <laughs> is the calming influence on Los Angobernobles at the moment. Because so, that doesn't well, I fit. don't know. He's now <laughs> helping out Death Triangle. So I feel so, like they're swaying him over there. So I have a question for both of you. Yeah. I'm curious what you guys think about this. For the AEW locker room. Yeah. Uh, who should step up to be the leader? Like, it clearly can't be Kingston because he just keeps... Whatever. He, 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 Jericho not, is only about himself. It cannot be Jericho. It's not a popular choice with some of the pundits inside wrestling. You know who we're talking about. But Moxley did sign a five-year contract, including mentoring and coaching. I was going to say Mox. No more working GCW. He's only working AEW and their international partners. Uh, so so he stepped up. I I see Moxley as like the Cena thing, right? Where he's the face of the company. He's not the locker room leader. Do you know what I mean? Those are two different things in my opinion. They need a locker room leader. I just don't think. I know, but that's. I, I don't think it's. Enough. I don't think it's Moxie. Danielson, Danielson doesn't, doesn't give care. a shit. Like yeah. he's Danielson like whatever. Daniel should have fun. Danielson is. He's just like. I just, the thing is, like, can you, it could be like, but the young people are going to listen to Regal. They're not going to listen to Regal, him. but they're not going to listen. They're not going to him. Nope. A few might, but only. So a few. like, and and MJF has heat, so it can't be MJF. Like they need a leader back there. I don't know who it can be. Jesus. Like, because you have to have somebody who has clout, right? Who it's no one in the Cucamonga camp. No, nope. I mean it could have been Punk, but he burned that bridge. Like it can't be Punk it, if and when he comes back. It's never Punk. It could never have been Punk. His volatility. I mean, it could have been, but like he's it's not his personality. It's just not him to be a leader. He thought he was leader in WWE too, and they laughed at him. Although the locker room did. Uh, he's he, too volatile. He's I don't know. I, this is pretty hard. I don't know because it's changed too. Locker room leader. Back in the 90s, meant Undertaker doing phony kangaroo court and yeah. threatening you. And then just beating you up. Yeah. And, and that's and then, not a leader, by the and way. That, and it's changed now. That's not the culture now. Uh, so I don't know. Like, it's... I, I don't see anybody on the roster that jumps out at me and says, well, that guy. They need somebody to, like, bring that shit to because it is fracturing badly. Uh, every week. You know, I'm <laughs> of the opinion, and I know the, the great BL... Loves to hint at it on those podcasts. Lame BL. I'm of the personal opinion that it's always been this way. They were just really good at hiding it. And then they had the honeymoon period. <laughs> Winning covers up a lot. Exactly. Look at the 1970s Yankees. <laughs> this, if, which if you've never read the Bronx Zoo, one of the and if you, baseball if you can't read, go watch the Bronx is burning. Yeah. So <laughs> it covers most so, of that. I'm of the opinion that this is pro wrestling here. I love it. This this oh. is what wrestling was in the 70s I, and 80s. I mean, I've talked about it for a month. <laughs> I love the punk shit. I love this. I love this. Thing. I think it's fucking hilarious. I think it's fun to me, mostly because it's not me. I don't care. Yep. It's for, not my money. It's not my TV. I don't give a shit. <laughs> first of all, people like Andrade and Malachi Black and a lot of others that 
bitch nonstop and haven't made it public. Yeah. Need to realize that's nothing new in wrestling. Every motherfucker in the locker room thinks they should be the world champion. It, 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 you it, should, by the way, believe and, that. And they all bitch about their spot unless they're the world it's champion. It's just about, it's now social media. Social media yeah. is now the instigator of everything. So that's nothing new. You have the people. It's just a different platform now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This, it's just, it's public now where it wasn't public before. This has gone on as far, as long as wrestling has had locker rooms. Who would, who well, what would have happened if the kangaroo court taker being the judge and stuff and Twitter found out? I got news. You know what I mean? Like if I Twitter was around right. when that happened, it would be different. We might see this in WWE in the next few years. Like Vince well, I mean, had the same people. Well, but Vince had the respect. But he's gone. People like Triple H, but it, but will he command the iron like respect? It's, it's Vince like had? one of the boys becoming boss. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, but you're not really the boss, though. So like you, Vince was the boss. So you could so that shit was shut down for a long time. Now with Triple H in charge, you could see this happening over there just as easily. It's already happening. It just gets shut down mm-hmm. and handled. That could lo- that could change there too. Uh, that's just the way it is. That's re- they're never going to be happy. They're all going to want to be pushed to the moon. They all want to be in the main event spot. They all want to be the world champion. They all want to make the most money. So, yeah, you're going to have people in the locker room bitching about their spot. The only thing that seems to have changed is that this generation is so fucking entitled mm-hmm. that it seems like if they don't get to be the world champ, they have the right to go on social media, complain, try to get sympathy, and think they can just get out of their contract and go somewhere else where they will undoubtedly be handed you, you, the world you know title what, you know what it in is? the main event of WrestleMania, right? Because we all know if Andrade resigns with Triple H today, he's beating Roman. He's gonna beat Roman Friday for the world title, right? Because that's how that works. Why wouldn't he? You know what it is, right? It's uh, like college football and college basketball. Man, I'm on one today. You are it, love I, it. Uh, love it. By the way, the uh, great Corey like, Mack. It's like it's like uh, college football. Tell me who! It's like oh, call, uh, college it. football and yeah, and we're done for the day. Uh, football and basketball. Fuck Brian last. I'll hey, I'm it. a five-star recruit. Well, you ain't playing this season because you got to learn how to play with us. Why don't we transfer? Yeah, it's the same fucking thing. It's happening, and that it's not just in sports. It happens in other forms of entertainment. It's happening in Fortune 500 companies now mm-hmm. with the youngers. And, I, and I'm trying to be one of those old fucks. He's oh, back. back in my day. He's back. I'm just saying, like... Sounds like a Masaro family where knows what it sounds like. Uh, yeah. You know, we're the same age. You know? So, like, I get it. And I I did come from a different time, I guess. Because... Tony, hire Vinny. That's your leader. Yes, that there is absolutely Vinny right. Vinny will be the leader. But, I just hate it. There's... Uh, yeah. Everybody is so entitled. What grinds your now, gears, Corey? <laughs> uh, young people thinking they're entitled. That's and I'm true. not, and trust me, I, when I say this, I am not one of those old crusty fucks. Yeah, I'm entitled to think that. Oh, oh, damn it. I'm damn not, it, I proved his point. I'm not one of those old crusty fucks who thinks the, the young generation behind me is worthless and, and lazy and stupid. I don't believe that. In fact, I believe they're incredibly intelligent. And the thing that a lot of the old boomers have a fucking time, hard time getting across is. They just have a different way of making their money and surviving. And it's uncomfortable to the old, old fucks who, that's not how I was raised to do it. I see that there's a different way, and I'm fine with it. But this particular aspect of them annoys the shit out of me. They're entitled. It's the the one thing I guess I do agree with the old fucks about is the participation trophy shit ruined a lot of people. I'm going to push back on that as somebody who's in that generation. You know who gave us those trophies? Our fucking parents. No, you're not. 
You're not. In that so generation. no, you're not in that generation. But I one thousand percent am. No, no, no. I one thousand percent got participation trophies. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the generation I'm talking about. But they're in their twenties, their early twenties. Parents out of college gave us those participation yeah, no. trophies. That's he, your he, fault I that know, we're like he, that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm hundred percent. Hey, I'm on. not one of those. I'm seven years older than you. How is it my fault? Everything's your fault, Corey. You made it sound like I was one of those boomer parents who gave you a fucking trophy. I blame for January sixth. There it is. Am, well, yeah. January fourth to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on as a. Uh, um, I'll see you on Wednesday, Joe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'll see you on did, Wednesday. If they didn't interact in the Tokyo Dome, it didn't count. Um, as I, uh, we mentioned Mox, they signed a five-year deal. Uh, one of uh, AEW's wrestlers, uh, Shane Swerve Strickland, is the new Defy world champion. Mm-hmm. So I like that they can work indies, though. That's got to be a huge feather in the cap to a lot of people. And also, it's a very weird comparison, uh, so stay with me for a second. So about okay, boomer. seven years ago, UFC took away the right for fighters to have logos on their shorts mm-hmm. and like advertisements, costing them a shit ton of revenue. So now there's a huge bitch about fighter pay, right? Allowing these guys to do these indies is a great way to circumvent some pay structure. Exactly. You allow the guys to... I mean, I'm sure Swerve is making decent money in, in AEW. I'm sure he's not hurting. Yeah, no, he's fine. But if you allow these guys to do this, certain people, not like your world champion like Moxley, but you know, certain guys to a level, if you allow them to do this kind of stuff, you don't have to pay them quite as much because they will make that stuff on not, the back end. Not to mention uh, the streaming Twitch stuff, like which, which I don't see how anybody is still confused as to why Soraya signed with AEW. She made a fuck ton of money on Twitch and OnlyFans. Yeah, uh, her so, income is not coming from AEW. I don't know what to tell you. So that's the reason <laughs> she didn't want to go back to WWE. Yeah. People. Why can't you see this? Mm-hmm. Like, Plus, look at like Xavier is for some reason happy to just give him half of his money. He could make so much money just streaming. Like, I don't even understand why he is still there. He just loves I wrestling. That's it. That is yeah, it. He, he loves wrestling. Love yeah, he just loves wrestling. I mean, I wrestling. guess, but my God, dude. You have so many career opportunities he, that he, are not wrestling. He is. I he, just, he is. So for him, he works for G4. and Which looks sturdy as fuck, by the way. It's sturdy now. It is. They So they lost Kevin Pereira. I mean, he, he was never staying. I don't know what those names No, mean. no hang on. <laughs> he knows it. No, Kevin he said Pereira, from the beginning he wasn't staying. Kevin Pereira is gone now. And he was the host of the tax show, but Woods is now the main host yeah. for that show. They, they're making him the main host of Attack of the he Show. Should have been. And it's um, old. It's Gen Z stuff, Corey. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> ba- basically, it's, it's a two hour. It, now, no, is there a newer generation now? Well, who knows? I don't know. Gen 17? Don't, I don't, know. don't I have no idea. We don't want to grind your gears on that generation yet. <laughs> but it's basically, now it, it's just a show. I of just them. love YouTube. Uh, ignorant fucks thinking I'm in some sort of multi I, different generation than you guys. Side. <laughs> hey, I'll see you Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You guys think a generation's like two years? Like I'm not that much we're, older. We're than We're Generation X. Or suck it. There you go. <laughs> you don't scissor me. <laughs> I'll scissor you. All right. Uh, um, Mike's got me collecting AARP over here. According to I started getting those in the mail. Like <laughs> no. 
motherfuckers. You should have heard my wife when she got one in the mail like a, the first time a year ago. I got one like a year ago. I was like, you motherfuckers. She <laughs> one lost line, her shit. The one line I, was, I will give Corey Graves is he made an ARP joke when DX came out. And he goes, I know I'm going to get shit tomorrow, but this was worth it. <laughs> but I digress. Um, Corey. Yeah. Uh, you might want to pull the cards out. Because we're oh. marking out no selling here, guys. Let's see if we can Let me calm. Get my bifocals here. Calm, yeah, Jesus, co-rise. As uh, we have not one but two, counting them two time, two time. We have two pow pro wrestling pow, pow. Pow, pow. shows this first upcoming up, week. First up, Friday night, Salem, Oregon, multiple maniacs. That's Friday. Yeah. Get your tickets now. Powprowrestling.eventbrite.com. I'm not even looking at the screen anymore. I got it memorized, baby. Say it backwards. We have um. Dot, oh, com dot bright vent dot wrestling pat pow pro almost got it F- pro pow fuck fuck see Wednesday I don't know what that means anyway uh, to the rest of us here in reality nailed it multiple maniacs sure we get off your porch Corey's is where we're at right now. get off my porch I'm on his lawn though there. on the way out I'll tell you that much pocket sand his ass let's pick go up your, pick up your dog <laughs> shit get pocket sand uh, we have a rumble to regret for the vacant wrestling with regret YouTube championship with regret I'm mark out I regret it I regret nothing I regret nothing I'm mark out I'm mark out kind of doing our boy vacant dirty I you know. want to know no you guys aren't just going to get with marking out I want a name um, Who's walking out of this thing? The Wrestling with Regret got any options? YouTube champion. No, we don't. It's just, say, it just I'm going Derek Shaw. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. I'm going Shaw. If he's in the match. Derek Shaw. For over 50 years. I'm going my boy, Jaden. Maximum effort. Maximum right. effort. Okay. In a match sponsored by No Cell Entertainment. Hey, that's us. Funny Bones open challenge Not for my his champ. POW championship. Our champ. Who is the challenger? Um, I had, I had some, um. Derek Shaw. Derek Shaw. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um. Oops. There we go. Uh, is Flex in a match that I night? I think Flex is. Uh, no. Flex. Flex is my guess. Flex is my guess as well. Okay. I thought about that before because I'm like, oh god, I wouldn't waste that on the outstanding. No, out, out. His new nickname, I forgot it. It's Michael a, Flex, fuck it, Michael Flex. Yeah, Michael. it's like outstanding, I think, or out, not outrageous. Here's a match I can get down with. Okay, my champion, Angels, Mr. Vinny Masaru. Should be getting a title match. I don't I'm, know why he's not. I mean, not a champion. Don't taking on Zicky Dice. Ooh. Two vets. I'm all for Ooh. it. I'm all for it. Where? How long have you known about Ziggy Dice? Huh? How long have you known about Ziggy Dice? About five, six years. Oh, by the way, okay. So for the for the Battle Royal on Bound for Glory, God damn it! Uh-oh. He comes. He's uh, he's with uh, Johnny Swinger. Ziggy is fantastic. So Swinger comes out. And, you know, WrestleMania 3 and 6 had those wrestling rings they were brought out on. Yep. He's got a little tiny, like, <laughs> luggage thing with duct tape around it. <laughs> and he's standing on it as Zicky Dice is slowly pushing him down to the ring. So he got his WrestleMania entrance. That's fantastic. That's so great. The other part that's awesome. So they had Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, and Rhino in the Battle Royale, right? 
and they're kicking ass, and they finally, all three of them get in the middle of the ring and put their hands together, and Johnny Swinger just strolls over and puts his in as well because he was in ECW at 1.2, and he's, like, celebrating and flexing, and they're all looking at him, and then he gets his ass kicked. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Ziggy Dazboli, heavier than you think. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. He laid on us, Joe. Yes. So we know about it. Yes, he did. In a rematch from a match I... I mean, Ziggy's going to win for sure. I mean, we can all agree on that. No. From a rematch I didn't no. see the first time. Our guys. The Blanchards. The yeah. Blanchards my, in Blanchard country. My God. Uh, they'll be taking on the Hammer Brothers. That's going to be a rough night for the Blanchards. It's Wrong. an L for the Blanchards, baby. Wrong. My, my boy Sledge. No, the Blanchards are going to win. Because we're in we're, Blanchard country. With Jack and Sledge It'll taking over fun. Blanchard country. Bubba's gonna, Bubba's gonna do. Wait, you know, we're leaving Blanche Country. We're coming to the Hammer Zone. Ooh. That's right. That's a good That's right. one. We're in the Hammer Zone. <laughs> but I'm sticking with that Blanche Country. Yeah, I, I, I gotta give you that one. That's a good one. That's fucking good. That's me good. that I just heard from Joe. What are you talking so. about? I'm giving him the, can, I give him not, can I not give him props? That's right. He's out. He's with the hammer zone. In a match sponsored by No Cell Entertainment. Hey, that's us. That's us. My, my, my man. Blanchard Country. My man, Caden Cassidy. Oh. Going to be oh, taking man. on Charlie Avell. Uh, sorry, Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. It was Charlie. nice to know you. Caden's uh, scary. I love Caden Cassidy. Yeah. That dude, that dude's, that dude's my dude. And in the only other match announced, a six-person tag as the Flamin' Aces nice. and Amira oh. will take on Dr. Cleaver, Uh-oh. Naja, okay. and Kikyo. Mm. Uh, Amira's awesome. I, I can't wait to see a lot more of Amira. I like the Flaming Aces. It's going to be a rough night. <laughs> it's going to be a rough night at the office. Right. Uh, How about you, Joe? Run away. Pal. <laughs> That's what I, I would I, say. I, 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 I'm with Booble here that uh, I like. Run away. Yeah. Run away from the pain. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's a good fucking show. Salem, come out. What's up? Get, get, get it. Get your tickets out, Pal. That's only one going. show this week. That's week. only one show. But we the have a second show. next night. They're back at the Blair Alley. There's a big show, Joe. Well, there it is. And they're for Bumps in the Night. <sighs> Fantastic. Great name. That's so good. Uh, our main man, Malcolm Flex. Uh-oh. He's going to be taking on a returning. Ooh. A re- I like the returns. Original Pow Guy. Ooh, the OG. Cal Jack. Ooh, Cal Jack. Took on Hammerstone, I believe, at the very yes, first pal show. Maybe, the main event. Maybe not dislocated shoulder. I mean, you know. I was going to bring that up, you Jesus. dick. Jesus I'm not, Christ. You know, it might be. It's you just, know what? He's, it's in the just, he's in the hammer zone. It, it is what it is. Fuck the hell I am. Get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hammer my back to fucking Blanchard Country. So, weirdly, there's only five matches announced for Bumps in the Night. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because the next thing is just a Wrestling With Regret YouTube Championship will be presented to the winner of the Rumble to Regret by Vacant. I assume there would be a match, some, like someone would come out. Like, whoever wins, it'd be that thing of whoever got eliminated last. We're like, hey, man, I want to match with you. You ready for this thing? Yes, I, I am. am. Blanchard Country, let's go, baby. <laughs> but, well, Fucking. Yes. <laughs> because. In fact. <laughs> the, uh, this is a tag team gauntlet match. Ooh. Ooh. The winning team. We'll replace the Midnight Heat as the number oh. one seed in the POW Tag Team Championship Tournament. That's right. 
We have the Blanchards. Boo. Boo. <laughs> got him! I got him! He's coming I'm over, baby! Boobs, I like, got him! No, no, no. <laughs> Edit. No. I was saying, boo to you. Uh, that's what you're saying. Boo words. The Hammer Brothers. Boo! Jack and Sledge, baby, the Hammer Zone. Get the fuck out of here. A team I'm unfamiliar with named Reloaded. Ooh. So a new team tonight for us, or that night. I like it. Taking on the Flamin' Aces. Okay. Dr. Cleaver and Naja. Brand new team. Yep. And Drexel and Charlie Avell. So six teams. Mm. I have I to go guess with be the my one. Blanchard brothers. You know what? what? Dude, as, as an you un- need to get off your high tower today. <laughs> as an unbiased reporter. Blanchards, baby. Blanchards probably the favorite there You're in that damn match. damn right. They'll probably fuck it up because it's the Blanchards. God, no, hell. No. But, uh, you know, probably the favorite. And in a trifecta. Of Matchers, sponsored by No Cell Entertainment. Yeah, that's, that's us. us. We need to sign this. Our right champion, Vinny Massaro. That's right. I our champion. Who deserves a title I mean, match? He two can nights? Be, two nights? Come on now. He can be your champion. He's not the champion, he's though, not, so that's all that matters. No, no, no. Uh, he will be wrestling a guy I'm not familiar with. I know he's been here once before. By Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Adam Ryder. Uh, he was in two shows ago. Salem? I've no, no, that wasn't. I've, 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 I've not seen him. Flight. We've seen him. I recognize the name. I'm It'll blanking be a win right for now. Vinny. No yeah, oh, he's probably right. cheap. That's so right. it makes sense. The hell he is. He's a, he's he's the good. Tell you, Vinny, I got the pockets in. Anytime you want it. Next one, Amira there will have a stiff challenge at Bumps in the Night <sighs> as she takes on Dark Sheik. Oh, producer is oh, off. My this. God, producer is off. What a fucking match that's going to be! Holy shit. That and might, that might, to be honest, that might steal the show. It could. I'm it calling it right could. now. That might steal the show. And a POW championship match as everybody's favorite homeboy, Chris Brady. Takes on the Pal champion. Challenge. Not my champion. What champion. some people refer to as the POW champion. No, no. Funny bone. Uh, no. Well, the, the important thing about this, Corey, is that the man to my left won Guaranteed. Joseph Lessel. Guarantee! A Chris Brady win. So, you know, guaranteed. Then it won't be punishment if you're if you're wrong, Joe. I'm just letting you know now that'll be punishment. I don't think so. I no. I mean, you can. There will be. Not my champion. You can think what you want, but there will be. Vinny, there will Vinny be. Vinny should get a uh, rematch. Yeah, these are two shows where Vinny should have had both title matches. Once a goddamn open challenge, too. Come on now. I What's mean, going on he here? He lost two out of three falls. That's plenty. The that's, hell, that's, that's three matches. That's three matches in one night, I buddy. I watched the tape. That's plenty. I watched the tape. He won the first fall. And then lost the next That's two, right. which what, makes what, two out of three. What, what I believe. Now you're, now you're grinding my gears right now. To the best of my recollection, yeah. brother, it was originally a one-fall match until yeah. Vinny won that fall. Last time. And then some home cooking by the Blair Alley peeps yeah. and the referee all of a sudden turned it into a two out of three falls match. Yeah. didn't it, It's like the thing of a uh, first fall happens, but then Funny Bone's like, this is a two out of three fall match. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. So they just said, what yeah. happened was... Yeah. Vinny cheated and won. Hell, the hell, no. But then it's like it's like game of horse. You got to prove it. You got to make the last shot again. You got to prove it. He couldn't prove it. He gave him two shots. And he couldn't prove that he could beat him. Horse, horse hockey. Because horse hockey. Vinny sucks. How dare you? So that's wrong. But good, two good nights of action. Yeah. Game takes out. Be uh, fun. Corey, that card, those cards you just read, mm-hmm. felt like a territory card. Yep. Which is interesting. 
Get tickets now. PowerProWrestling.eventbrite.com. Get it now. This is a brand new show. Oh, yes. On Vice right now. Episode two tonight. That will be Tales from the Territories. And your first episode last week. All about Memphis wrestling. I'm going to be honest. Yep. I'm a little worried. Yep. That they shot their load. It's starting with Memphis. That's a real, real good territory. Well, I'm you know. Because going into it, I knew that would be the cream of the crop in terms of storytellers. Yep, yep, and yep. And stories. Yep. And I was like, ah, oh, Colbert. I mean, I know you want to start off strong first. I get it. <sighs> but, and that's, not like, to, that's like putting Hogan and Andre first, though. You're like, oh, but you, not, you know. And not to downplay, there's going to be incredible stories from all the other territories, but that's like, that was the main one to me. <sighs> Uh, and it did not disappoint. Uh, so I wrote down some of the stories they told. I'm going to get yeah. you guys, your guys' reactions I to I can't hear Joe's reactions to some of these. Uh, first one uh, was the Jimmy Hart blow dart story. Blew him in the ass. That was fucking fantastic, dude. That was funny. He just got a blow dart in the ass. You got uh, to go to the doctor and get a shot. No, I'm good. I don't want to spend uh, the money. There was half first, my... first of all, I love the little jab. Uh, uh, it's funny we're talking about that in the little jab. But uh, I had to buy the... Uh, no, his name is Little Bitch. I had to buy the, the tights from Lawler, and they were too big, and he overcharged me. <laughs> <laughs> and Lawler's like, yeah, it checks out. That's, that's probably fair. Uh, I hadn't... So, okay, I'm going to ask you, Corey, because I'm sure Joe is a zero. Uh, you'll, no, you know. No, thank you. Yeah. Have you heard this story before? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's so phenomenal. Uh, next story... Uh, was the gentleman that threw the brick through Cherry Lawler's window. If you throw that brick through my car, I'm going to fucking run you over. You. And uh, the guy did. And then Cherry Lawler went to run him over, and his car stalled out. Oh, that's not out. Uh, all four of his tires were slashed. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. Which you, I mean, I can't believe how many times cars were slashed. I place. have heard that. Not the story. Have you heard the story before? No. This one was different. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I have heard the tire slash thing yeah. a bunch, it, though. It happened all the it time. It happened all the time to the heels. Like, they just got their shit fucked. The, the Freebirds, famously in Mid-South, had their cars, collective automobiles, fucked with so often that they had to drive, when they got to a certain town, they had to drive to the police station and get a police ride, a police escort, to the arena. Yep. And then back to the police station after To get their car. To get the car and leave. It's fucking nuts, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. I'm just saying, Miss Sarah, watch Ray Park. That's all I'm saying. You shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> uh, now, the next story, I'm pretty sure is horse shit, but they told it. Uh, the eyeball story with old Jerry Jarrett. This is the first time I've ever, like Jim Cornette said, the first time I've ever heard where the eyeball was pulled out. Yeah. Uh, the story is factual. Yep, yep. All other parts I've heard. Now, he did put his finger in his eye. There's pictures online of the dude. Oh, what's his name? Mario Valento. Just never ever heard of him pulling it out. His his eye was fucked up, for real. But uh, there's also They showed the shot. They yeah. showed the He still okay. has his eye. He looked yeah, yeah, like yeah. he had got run over by a car. Uh, he'd also there was also part of it in the TV studio with Tojo Yamamoto and his wooden shoe beating the fuck out of Valento as well. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and then Valiant. And then him pulling the blade on, on Lawler, yep. and then running to the back, and then Valiant pulling the gun out. He, yeah. he, he brought a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, he brought he a lost. knife to a gunfight. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I like the reenactments on this. Yeah. They're so too. like unsolved mysteries, nineteen nineties hokey. It's so great. Yeah, it adds it's, something. To it's it. what I'm here for. Yeah. Uh. Oh God damn it! Jerry Lawler pulling Kamala over. I love that story. Which I thought was one of the greatest stories I've ever heard I in my life. I love that story. <laughs> I used to have a blue car, a blue light, I'd put it on there. Can you imagine oh, that now? Oh, oh my Jerry. God. <laughs> oh, Jerry. That's so fucking good, dude. <laughs> I I love a good rib. I love yeah. a good, like, where nobody really gets hurt rib. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't need, like, people's family fucked with and, like, I, actual, like, problems that's coming. Why I enjoyed the Tiger Bomb story. Yeah, it's well. like, like, it's uncomfortable, but it's fine. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to, like, uh, you know, some would, like, would fuck up with your paycheck. You're like, I'm not trying to do that shit. Yeah. But no, I like a, a good, good... A good rib. A, a good, good rib is great. A good rib like this. Um, and then they ended with the Waffle House knife fight. <laughs> Corey, you want to explain what the fuck I'm talking about when I say Waffle House knife fight? Randy Savage. I'll explain it. Got it. Okay, we checks out. There we go. There it covers is. a lot of ground. Pretty much covers it. They could do a tells from the territories just about Randy Savage. They, so, did, they did a dark side for him, right? Yep, Didn't him they? And yeah. Him and Liz. It was him and based Liz. about him and Liz. Him and Liz. That's they right. They could do one just on him. So Jesus, he's in nuts. there after a match. Former Yankee farmhand, I do believe. Yeah, Cardinal Yankee. Yeah. Um, a little. Well, he was always on edge, but he might have been assisted. He was by pharmaceuticals yeah, at this you know, point. Some 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 supplements. And this guy comes in who worked there and said, oh, I just got married. And everybody was paying attention to him. And Randy wanted his food. And said, I don't give him. Who fucking cares? Uh, and the guy was like, well, fuck, you better care. Yeah, and he pulled a knife. And Savage went after him. And, he and went Savage ain't, I don't give a fuck about that. But then he realized <laughs> he had a sharp knife. And he jumped over the fucking counter, came up with a knife. And in, or instead of just hiding... Came up with a knife and decided we're going to fucking do this right. <laughs> we're going to do this. And then got, a knife. Pun- got on somebody's table and then realized he had a butter knife. That's so great. Uh, so just wrestled him for a while. They pulled it. Uh, they, they brought in a cop dog, an attack dog. And, uh, and then. He challenged the dog to a fight, you basically. Totally believe it because it's Randy Savage. Yeah. He lunged at the dog with the teeth blaring. And the dog bit him because it's a dog. Took a chunk out of his ass. Then later on, apparently said, uh, we'll find the fucking dog. Well, if I ever find that dog, I'm going to fucking kill it. <laughs> Dig it. Fucking Randy Savage. What uh, a great fucking episode. Yeah. And then... And they came out hot. They came out hot. And then tonight it is... Jerry Lawler versus Andy Kaufman. Which was never spoken of in the first one. So that's the so cool they thing. saved it for here. A yeah. whole hour, because it'll be easy to chronicle. But we came up with a thing last week. We did yeah. Well, I was going to give you guys homework from each episode. Extra homework. It's like 10 minutes, Joe. I know. I, I know, but I, it's just extra homework. More stuff for us to watch, dude. That's it. I decided this week it needed to be the original concession stand brawl from Tupelo in 1979. That has tried to be recreated a few times. Never like this. Never. So I just want to ask you guys to watch it. Yes. I did. I did. What would you think? That ring is so small. Uh, it's also big show uh, probably laying down and crossing like that's fun. at any point they could have had lights would be great yeah just at any point would have been fantastic but the the brawl and the concession the brawl was, was so WCW went to Tupelo in like ninety nine and essentially we did this or ninety eight with uh, ninety five no later because we just watched it oh, yeah, with yeah. Uh, like a, a tamed version of it with yeah. uh, Harlem Heat and somebody. And 
Yeah. Um, same, ar- same arena, right? No. It was not okay. Because they didn't have the one in the 90s. Because they went downstairs, and I was like, where the fuck did they go? That was just a tiny little, it might have been a gymnasium, a high school gymnasium. The one, um, or someplace with concessions built up. But the one in the 90s, they by that point, they had an actual, like, 10,000-seat okay. arena. Okay. Um, business was down because Lawler had uh, uh, one of his attitude problems. Said he was too big to work small towns and just quit showing up. So Jared had to punish him by sending him to Florida and jobbing. There it is. The business was down and they needed they needed a hot shot. And this is why Jerry Jarrett was maybe the best promoter of all time, because he used this to hot shot. He did it once just in this town. You don't do it every single week? No. And you don't come up with other so? things to hot shot as well. Motherfucker. And this invigorated the territory, brought numbers back up because it was hot. It was on TV. Uh, do you know who the guys are? So I know Bill Dundee was his partner. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the other two were. I don't. The, I, they said it. I couldn't. The Platinum Blondes? Couldn't or, place or, it. They were, Larry, blonde, they were blonde as fuck. Larry Latham was one of them. Who went on to be like a moon dog uh, later on. The other one was Wayne Ferris. The Honky Tonk Man. What the hell? What? Yeah, he was one of the blonde guys. Jesus. Wayne Ferris, the Honky Tonk Man. Well, it does. It also didn't help. Like the camera was like t- so far away. But well, you know, again, you know. But again, it added to the realism because they didn't set it up to be filmed perfectly like it was planned. Yeah, yeah. It was like, here's what you're gonna do. And you could uh, actually hear like because it's the unedited like feed of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you could hear them so like, no, we'll edit it here and we'll cut in, yeah. and then they started doing the commentary yeah, over, which I thought added. To it was it. actually great. Yeah. yeah. Memphis like obviously, you couldn't do that then. No. It would have been fucking terrible, but Memphis, now it's great. Memphis TV was underrated for the way they thought about doing things. Um, so I thought that, I was really thinking, I'm like, that, this needs to be seen just because it's a historic. And it, it did, it was one of the building blocks in Memphis that led to what would be the ECW style. Mm-hmm. Like Memphis was really doing it 10 years before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. So what's the homework for this week from the? Well, it's no I surprise. Yeah, you you'll probably see most of it in this episode that you're going to watch of the territories. Yeah, but it's Andy Kaufman versus Jerry Lawler their first match. Mm-hmm. I'll find a link. All right, cool. And there's a five minute like greatest hits version of it in my Plex, but I want to find the full thing. Yeah, the full thing. And okay. not that it goes much longer. Yeah. But okay. um. And then for our real our homework, we had uh, real homework. I'm kidding. Damn. <laughs> you know what, Corey? You sent it the hammer zone. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> oh, AJ Persinski. Um, it was uh, cool. the great Muda versus Hulk Hogan. Ichiban. Ichiban! In, in New Japan. Indeed. This was a big deal at the time. I, mean, I watched the first, promo after. We'll get to that. Hogan's first uh, match in Japan. Well, in, not, I mean, he wrestled in, in 90, 91, but 10 years? In 11, New Japan since years? 84. He might have done one in Was it right before WWE or right after he got there? Right after. He did the, him and Andre continued to do Japan tours in 84, and I believe okay. Andre did a couple in 86. I think Hogan did one in 85. Uh, but the match alone, just like Hogan doing arm drags and leg like Dude, leg he did locks. it in Seguri, and I was like, in Seguri. Uh, what now? And so he did it in Seguri in 1993. Like, I've seen him do that move like 10 years prior to that. Yeah. I was like, mm, Thunder of Paradise motherfuckers doing insiguries? 
Hulk Hogan in 1993 would have just turned, or would, when this match happened, he was still four months away from turning 40. So he's 39. Nuts. He's, and this is the Japanese Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it's a couple steps slower. Yeah. But in the Japanese Hulk Hogan would do some wrestling moves and would have the harder style. He, he it was understood you put more effort in Japan because the, their fans demanded that. And the pr- basically goes with the promo after of him going like he. Well, hold on. He uses his Japanese finisher, the Axe Bomber, which, which he should have clothesline, which he should have. And even he's admitted now, why wasn't that my finisher? The entire and so time? I was gonna ask that because I was like. Did Mooner just kick out of the fucking leg drop? He did. And then Hogan kicked so, out of the moonsault. I was like, what the fuck? What are we watching? Yeah. Uh, uh, the Axe Bomber the yeah. running clothesline off the, t- off the road. I don't know why he did just, yeah. Uh, because you know, I mean, his whole gimmick was the largest arms in the world, brother. And then his and move even, wasn't. Even him by like 2010 was like, I don't know why I didn't just. And then Muda running the whole ramp to do the clothesline. That was phenomenal. <laughs> Which he still d- I mean, that was so great. That's, he, the, he would that's why that I want to watch the match because I saw the GIF of it. Yeah, and I'm like, what is this match? And I was like, Hogan, what is he doing? Yeah, he I'm would, all for it. He would just now, book it. So now I know where Sting got it. Yeah, because yeah. Sting famously would do that in WCW. Now yep. I know where he got it. Yep. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up was so it's not. I'm not even criticizing Japan. So it's not what this is. It is still so weird to me that they don't make noise. That it's they treat it like it's a, like a play. So they politely clap. But they're not like hooting and hollering and making it's so foreign to me. It's so it's hard to not hard to get into the match, but it's hard to kind of rate a match sometimes because a lot of my ratings are based on crowd response. And I'll, I'll be honest, when I first started watching a lot of Japanese wrestling, it took me it took me a long time to yeah. get used to it. It's such it's, a different kind of crowd. Um, now I can do it. Uh, this match, I mean, it wasn't spectacular. No, it no. was paid by numbers because Hogan. Hadn't wrestled a lot that year, even though he came with the belt. Was he allowed to have that belt? Was he still the champ? Yeah. Yeah, He was still draft champion at this point. So there's that. And um, Muda, depending on the... Like, he Muda put on a a pretty good performance, considering this is a big match. Yeah. Big name. Yeah. Muda is just so weird at times. Like, Muda just goes under the ring just to crawl up the other side, just not to do anything, but just to walk. Okay. <laughs> Muda's weird, dude. I mean, my I mean, my all time Muda highlight is him putting the fire out with mist. That's fucking yeah. in the cage. That's I mean, that's my favorite Muda highlight of all time. Malachi Black maybe um, watched this match to learn how to do the mist because it went straight to Hogan's pit tits. Yeah, <laughs> nowhere near his face. Nowhere near his face. Uh, yeah, Ichiban number one. Hogan used to yell that all the time. Uh, what is Ichiban? Number one, kind of just foreigner or something. Like Ichiban okay. number one. Fighter, number one fighter. And um, he wins. They play his ultra generic theme music. Oh, my God. And the match is over. And then a press conference happens. I did not see this. Oh. So. Motherfucker. Yeah. He's got the Dev title held up right there. Okay. And he says, I'm here in Japan. He's like, this belt is a trinket. It's, it's a like toy. something I would put on a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real prize is the IWGP title. Uh, this and means I want no- that. I want that. This means nothing. I want I want to wrestle the best wrestlers. I'm guessing Vince was happy about it in the world. He goes, I want to wrestle the best wrestlers in the world because in America, where I work, you have to do all this uh, bullshit, uh, and I want to actually wrestle. And, and I and want to wrestle guys. in Japan and have yeah. them come to me. He said all these things. <laughs> like, wow. So he was old. 
and grumpy, <laughs> tired, and works with children. And at the time, before internet, like at the time, I was gonna say when this reached America. Oh my god, it was a huge deal, <laughs> and Meltzer ran with it, and because negotiations were terrible at this point between him and Vince. Vince wanted him to stay, lose the title to Brett at SummerSlam. That's my recollection. Then take the fall off again, come back at WrestleMania, we'll just run it back and do, you know. I think he was the original guy that was going to get the taker schedule. Yep. But the stir thing got worse. Hogan saw a better opportunity down south, fit his schedule better, fit his filming better. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, we know what happens. But this couldn't have helped. If you want to find out what happens, listen to the Monday Night War Stories. Don't still yeah. Boom, This fucking promo couldn't have helped. So Which he tried to pass it off as just cutting a promo. No. Okay. No, no. God, no. Yeah, Hogan, nothing you do is without a, a secondary reason. This is a trinket. It's something I would put on my Christmas tree. I was like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> before we close it up. Hold on. Oh, about this or period? Uh, the show. I wasn't sure yeah, where we were going. I, that. Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. I was going to ask. I thought so. We're doing something a little different this time. Yep. We're going to the Monday Night War <laughs> stories era. Hell yeah. But it's something, because we were stupid, we never reviewed. Checks out. It is a pay-per-view match from 1995. There it is. Thanks, it's Jeff. One, it is one of my unheralded favorite title matches. I think it stands mm. up now. We're going to go to Landover, Maryland. Hmm? We're going to Survivor Series 95. You'll probably have to go to the cock to watch this. We're going to have uh, Diesel defending that world title against Brett the Hitman Hart. I'm very excited. Love this match. Um, I just want to add on one thing to the Kaufman Lawler thing yeah. that we're going to watch. Yeah. I'll need your help with the timeline a little bit. Okay. So, what is the sequence of events between match, Broken Neck, and Letterman? Like, what is the sequence? You just nailed it. The match happens in, like, March or April. And he breaks his neck? He breaks his neck. Okay. He's got the gimmick. It was, like, July, June or July, they're on Letterman. Okay. Yeah. Which so, was huge at the time. Because, Joe, I want you to watch the Letterman segment, too. I will try to find it. It's on YouTube. It's okay. on YouTube. Okay. Okay. I, I, I started to type it today, and it comes right up. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. It is on. I want you to watch that. Okay, got it. Um, as you get your, uh, we're gonna guess the pay per view. No, we're not. We're not. Not this week. Not this week. Okay, cool. You forgot. Uh, oh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> crazy. A lot to do. The crazy <laughs> thing about the pay per view that we. Just I win. Wa- there you go. Uh, the crazy thing about the pay per view that we watched uh, was Hogan, Sting, uh, Scott Norton was there. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, uh, Brutus Beefcake wrestled on that New Japan show. Because I didn't know what, where it was at on the, where we were finding it. And I, so it? I went through every video, and then it was in the third one. I told you the other day, it's on I, the third I, one, 45 I, minutes in. It my mind when I was there. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, here's Sting versus Scott Norton. Scott Norton. And I was like, Road Warrior Animal and Hercules and Brutus Beefcake. Hawk was there. Yeah. It was just like crazy. It's actually the first ever wrestling Dontaku. Oh. So. Okay. Well then, just like a holiday in Japan. Well then, don't taku. Get your tickets now for Power Pro Wrestling at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. Download the app. Get it now. 
Also, you, go to Pal Pro Wrestling on uh, on the YouTube and subscribe and get their weekly TV show. That's right. Uh, you can also go to NoSeldomTamer.com. That's right, NoSeldomTamer.com. You can find all, all the blogs, all the podcasts, Pal Pro Wrestling tickets. It'll take you to all their links and socials. Uh, you can listen to uh, find us on the social medias ourselves on uh, No Cell ENT or No Cell Entertainment on the Twitter, the Facebook, and the Instagram. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us on Spotify. Baby! And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts.